The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> com forward slash DWA. Uh, Heel and Toe Apparel has been our longest supporter of the DWA podcast, and we're super stoked to have them on board. They make all of our shirts for the rallies, and uh, you couldn't ask for cozier shirts for snuggling up with a bunch of people on a rally. Uh, what do you think, Art? Yeah, I agree. And I, I really appreciate that he's a hardcore car guy. He really has a ton of variety of cool. We've talked about it. It's like nerdy, but cool designs, right? They're not yeah. so geeky that you don't want to throw them on. And it's just like a, some stupid quote or something. It's like, it's actually like cool, simple graphics. Like there's the traction control off button. There's the, uh, the no limits. No limits is my favorite. I love that design. It's such a great design for the Nurburgring. Uh, and I really like his five speed, uh, shift gate pattern. You know, yep. he, he ha- for a while was really pushing the, the six speed, but then also launched the five speed, which is really cool because that is kind of more in our wheelhouse. You know, we drive some of these old school cars that, that only had five gears. Some of us for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, he's definitely, uh, a big supporter of us, which is an easy way for you to help us as a listener, uh, support the people that support us. Right. So, uh, definitely encourage folks to go and check out heel and toe apparel.com forward slash DWA for a discount. And I just saw he's offering first class free first class shipping for orders over 50 bucks too, which is pretty sweet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He's they're They're so good. And, um, all their shirts are like the highest quality. He doesn't skimp on every, anything. They're all water-based prints, which makes the graphics super smooth and, you know, not all rough and plasticky and, uh, just really good products with really clean, nice designs. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm just super stoked on them as is the, I think our whole community, and people like Henry Catchpole who wear them, you know, is wearing a heel and toe shirt in the newest Carfection video where he drives the M3 CSL manual conversion. That's awesome. And he rocks that in the, in the other, what is that one? Uh, the GT3? Yeah, I think video? it's the GT3 touring or the GT3 manual. It's just, a, it's basically talking about how good a manual transmission is and how important it is, right? Exactly. And, and this is, part of that whole thing right it's it's yeah. the, the community the culture behind all of this old school radness um i also wanted to mention his variety of hats i mean if you're a dad hat guy he's got you covered if you want trucker hats if you want everything he, he's got the Flat cool beanie bill. he has a standard kind of more yeah more standard hat he has cool beanie dawn patrol beanie super Dude, cool look, talk about cozy that thing looks pretty warm yeah yeah for sure um yeah so go check him out heel and toe apparel.com forward slash DWA and use the code DWA at checkout to get 20% off your order. Count Chocula is what I said. We're happening. It's happening. It's happening. Woohoo. Whoa. Art's drinking a Fody. Oh, are you Art? I'm I'm stoked to have beer in my system for once. It's been a while. Whoa. What are you drinking? A 40? No, it's not a 40. 
Does it look like a phony? It looks like a, yeah, if you do it. It's just a modelo. Dude, we should have a 40 podcast. Yes. Yeah, we should. Edward, uh, podcast 40 hands, or I don't know how we would hold the mic, but <laughs> to hold the mic. We, we tape the mic to the 40. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I like, what are you having? I think we should do that with a, a live pod, like on stage. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you don't understand. Can I do brass monkey? Do you know what this is? Do you know what game this is, Warren? What? Do you drink two forties? You want to do that live on stage? Oh, I know what Edward. Yes. I know what Edward. Fleming I know, is. but no, I'm not. I'm making a suggestion. Like we're gonna be on stage. I'm down. We're not drinking. Down. We're not drinking two. Besides that, that game's all about you can't go to the bathroom because you have no yeah. way to pull on your pants unless you can do it without your hand. Yeah. Uh, so I don't like know what you guys put. I'm down for the two forty game. But there has to be an intermission though for that. Yeah. Well, then it's like why even do it? One forty. Um, no. What do you mean? Why even do it? We're gonna get sloshed. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I do uh, Colt Forty Five with the lime. That's, King Cobra. That's right. Can't. You can't put a lime in with duct tape on your hands, bro. <laughs> we're not doing duct tape. Can I do uh, OE with orange juice? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, well, can you? You have to drink the OE first. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. That's the brass monkey rules, dude. You have to create room. Yeah, you drink down so, the back, and I then you add in the orange juice. Yeah, I didn't know. What else you got? So you got OE, you got Mickey's, you got um, I'm King Cobra. Mickey's, obviously. What else is there? Um, Colt 45, I said that. Yeah. Uh, uh, St. Ives. <laughs> no. Is there, a, <laughs> is there an MGD 40? Yeah, yeah, but that's just Yeah, but you need malt liquor. Yeah, it's malt, yeah, yeah, malt liquor. Malt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And a, a wide mouth. No, well, that's uh, only that's only Mickey's, and that's, that's on the forties, right? And if you're you, you really need a wide mouth for that, oh god, just <laughs> so gosh, gross. Yeah. Gosh, I'll bet Mickey's tastes so bad. It's one of the worst, dude. I my like dad it. drank it growing up as like his sipping beer. Whoa, gnarly, gnarly, yeah. right? Grenades, dude. No wonder you guys turned out so crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> grenades, dude. He would like he'd be drinking Mickey's grenades, and he he's not like a big drinker. He'd have like he'd have a six pack in there for a week, and he'd have like you know, or two weeks, he'd have like one every other night or something. Dang, I, we got to try it, kind of. I, I kind of want to try sipping oh, on some Mickey. Sipping so on some Mickey's? Sipping on some It's not good. I don't know what Dude, maybe it is. Maybe, I, you know, I, <laughs> it's been so long since I've tried it. Oh, you think no. your taste buds have, have acquired well, They do, thing. right? Right? The kids, you know, all of a sudden they don't like uh, yellow foods or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe our taste change. But, yeah, and that, the beer can't only be made for kids, right? <laughs> like, like old english and, just, and mickey's and stuff it's just, like yeah, is it just, only eight made for age like, like so 12 to to 24 24 yeah it's made for gangsters in compton that's what it's made for <laughs> regardless of age how about exactly. keystone ice what's who's that made oh for? my gosh just light? well that's cheap yeah, cheap beer that's horrible that's all it is and it's Ooh, high alcohol beer. right the ice light yeah. light is less Oh, right. Life when you're on a diet. What is yeah, Webb exactly. staring at over there? He's like staring at it in the space. I was, yeah. I'm looking at trivia, so apologies. Uh, trivia? Um, oh, multitasking. Cool. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Art. I just took a swig. <laughs> Such an art move. I'm unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, there. like right when I say I'm Lane, he goes and take a sip. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you see him rushing though? He he was trying to. I know. He was trying to. I thought I was gonna start spitting out everywhere. 
now now it's like getting pulled over by the cops you know like you think you're gonna get there by speeding you think you're gonna get there faster but really you get pulled over now we're stopped we're basically stalled on the side of the road while we're discussing what just happened so it's gonna end up late you know so what's the fine i mean there's a fine here well who are you it's just time who who is that guy talking i don't even know and i'm brian (laughs) (laughs) that was all perfectly fitting by the way we all did excellent um all right sunday edition how the hell are you guys doing? All right, what's your hat all about? I'm doing pretty what good. Is that? I have that hat. I'm wearing, I'm wearing my little period correct hipster hat. Oh, I a, thought it was pretty like little schoolboyish. His yeah, it's got a yeah. Stratus. Uh, it says like Squadra Corse, but it's like in the uh, Stratus font, the landscape okay. Stratus. Okay. Um, but I do, I do have an answer for you, Warren. Um, between uh, quitting chapstick. Oh. <gasps> Between quitting chaps, oh, he's, oh. Claimed, he's made this claim before, by the and, way, and uh, and uh, having no coffee until yesterday. I'm I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, <laughs> let's talk, let's dive, let's take a deeper dive here. What is going on with the chapstick? The chapstick. So you know, how long uh, of it? Well, so, measuring it in hours or days or weeks that you've been. Do on? you remember when uh, there was this guy? He was like. He was yelling at us. He was judging us, basically saying we're clubbing baby seals by uh, using chapstick. Yeah, that guy's a jerk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? Fuck that guy. I'm still going to use chapstick. I go uh-huh. to find, I go to look for my chapstick. It's MIA. Oh, I'll I send can't you some, fucking dude. find it. I'll send you and some. So, I got a bunch. Yep. And so it went. <laughs> you I got, got the Haggerty. I got so the Haggerty. For a couple days. I'm like, no, and I'm like, fuck it. I'll, I'll just, I'll just deal for it for a little bit. And then I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm just going to break into my neighbor's house and see if they've got something in their closet. Um, and so basically at that point, um, when, uh, you know, I realized that I was breaking into people's houses, trying to steal chapstick, I, it was, it had gone too deep. And, uh, I then found my chapstick uh, a couple days into this ordeal and I looked at him and I flushed him down the toilet. And, uh, oh, and I uh, yeah, I never really liked you. And then your toilet overflows because you definitely can't throw plastic <laughs> in the toilet. Also, uh, I think chapstick can get as wet as it wants. It's still chapstick. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, right, totally. Still good. Um, yep. I did not do that, but um, I did find them, and I have not used them. I just, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to give it a shot again. I just wanted to give it a whirl. I'm like, you know what? Let's try it out. I've hit rock, r- rocky lick bottom, rocky lid bottom. <laughs> just stop. The rock uh, before. Yeah. And uh, but you know what? You I went for it. You look good. You're glowing. Yeah, you're glowing. Yeah. Your skin's fresh. Um, you look healthy, and it's all natural too. No, nope. yeah, the, no the uh, products all over yeah, your yeah. face. Yeah, did but, the yeah, cravings was, go away while you were I'm off? Fine. Yeah, as Lane said though, um, you know, I've done this before. You know, I've, I've, I've uh, what do you call? I've relapsed multiple times. <laughs> yeah. It's like Josh so, Hamilton. Not, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know once once it starts getting uh, the the air starts getting chappy out there. You know what I mean? A little crisp fall air. I might jump back into the chapstick game. That's that's a while from now. But yeah. So, uh, so I'm you know our seasons here are super <laughs> super fall seasons. It just uh, it's really hard to handle. Traveling will will uh, kill you. Plane yeah. plane life and. And going to dry climates, Las Vegas. I don't think anyone's traveling for a while, boys. And Las Vegas sucks. And Las Vegas does suck. If if I have to avoid chapped lips by avoiding Vegas, it's all good, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, by the way, um, I got a uh, an update from SEMA Apex that said essentially they're still on target. I'm oh, going, shit. dude. Really? I'm going. Are you going? Fuck yeah. If it it will be the, it'll be the most deserted, weird scene you could ever imagine. I'm down, dude. I'm going to be like best friends with all 10 people there. Well, dude, Lane, <laughs> Lane can finally get the, he can get all the girls' autographs because there will oh, be no line. Oh, shit. That's always my goal, and I'm, I'm yeah, never yeah. able to. 
I think I, there's going to be. Why do you guys think there's not going to be a lot of people there? I think because so much pent up like uh, energy and the type of people that go to SEMA seem well, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would. Air travel is a big one, right? So, air travel. Know, kind they, of they like our president a lot, and you know, air travel sadder. But what I was thinking is the booths will be so much less occupied. They'll just have mm-hmm. way less vendors, right? Well, yeah, yeah I mean, I mean yeah. Our, it, it's November, so if everything's a go, I mean, if they're saying that right now, like, people have time to prep for where I know, but I think there was still, like, that business has been really slow for everybody pattern. in this industry. I'm extra sure. money to go to a so, trade like, show? Paying the extra money to, like, which can be a significant Huge. cost. Very big. I mean, Huge. but they could all go Falcon style, like, a couple of years ago and just have a little uh, handwritten oh sign. Like, that was the saddest <laughs> thing I'd ever seen. That, that was uh, worse than That was worse know. than anything, dude. Yeah. <laughs> A car, oh, yeah, then anything, yeah, that it would just don't, yeah, just no don't presence. Go, from, dude, yeah. Don't go, dude, don't go. Get a rental car and park it there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have a have a car and put it in the front lot, right, with your living Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My the Falcons, Atlanta Falcons. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you think that a lot of people will go? I mean, I, I just think I don't this think is so. Be, no, dude, I don't know, man. There's like I I don't know what I don't know what to think. But well, a lot. Look at I, it is there have been no car events. This is one place where you go get to see people of the industry and check in. Like yeah. maybe there will be like a little bit of extra demand, given that there's been nothing else through the rest of the year, and you just want to make some contact with people who, you know, you do business with. I, I don't could know. be a good um, opportunity for some companies too. I mean, if you if you figure there are, is less. Dude, maybe less vendors, a, less people. You kind of like have more one-on-one and more deal making time. Maybe I we do it. Maybe that, we could but... get a deal on our DWA space and we could do the lounge. Oh, yeah. With the couches and that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So I think I'm just concerned about this. Everyone, all the, uh, what do you call it? The medical community are talking about this resurgence, right? Of like yeah. this shit in the fall. And it's going to be a gnarly flu slash COVID season. And so that's, always in the back of my mind yeah. and I, I you know i can see if that's the case like we're going to be in the same scenario and you know in yeah. the fall so yeah. that's kind of where i'm at with it otherwise i mean yeah in theory if that didn't come back like i can see how this you know it would be less of an issue it's interesting because by november that's like a little early for the flu season like it feels like you wouldn't have a lot of data to go on when you're making yeah. the decision to fly out there but you could get hit with all of the exposure just the same it's like it's like too early to get the info but early enough where you could or you know late enough that i don't know you could be part of the whole flu season you're right because it's also it's like november 1st even october 30th uh a lot of times so um it'll fall on on halloween quite a few times it's fallen on halloween so um it's pretty early in that in that season you know right so I still think they're they have a month or maybe two before they have to pull the plug. I mean, Pebble Beach just pulled the plug in their August, so Laguna Sega's still on though, huh? I don't think so. That's I mean, what they're saying. Yeah, I know, but same deal. Same thing. I can't I believe know. that. I the figured, fact that they haven't pulled it yet. I mean I it's racing it as opposed to um congregating in a in a confined space, right? But yeah, because they can probably get away with that, like without an audience, right? Yeah. Or without attendees, and then just do the. the oh, you think they would go that route? Like, yeah, it's possible. I mean, like that's how all motorsport is going right now, right? So a lot of work, though. A lot of work, and I mean, they make a lot of money off of spectators. Yeah, there's no yeah. money to be had if you're just charging like racers, dude. 
Right. I mean, like, there's a little money to be had, right? But like, right? Oh, if they're giving them exposure and yeah, yeah but they had sponsors before and, you know, millions of dollars of, uh, it's a loss. Uh, yeah. It's a major yeah. loss for sure. I, I, I don't know. I can see them totally pulling the plug still, but we'll see. I think it's also like, you know, everyone's talking about being outdoors, right? Like that's another thing. Like, I think yeah. it's kind of a weird scene though. Right. Like you almost like there's a security guard limiting how many people sit next to each other. You know what I mean? Like you have to be a certain distance on the bleachers or whatever. Like, it's just it's so weird. I don't know how that works. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. And I just don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze. Like everyone of course wants to go racing, but I mean, what are you doing it for to have some uh, virtual races on, you know, not virtual, but the audience can only watch you online. Half the reason people go is to actually like hear and feel the cars race by and, and see them up close. Yeah. See them up close. Sure. Yeah, Although, it's, it's, you know, something like pre-reunion, you can get away with like basically being away five feet away from everyone when you go to uh, that event. Uh, I could, I could definitely see, I mean, dude, I'd be so down to camp and uh, stay at a campsite and watch racing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not all about the spectators either. I mean, most of the, you know, they they have like a season of racing, basically. Right. Which they wouldn't have this year. But, I mean, you know, if you're asking, is a juice worth the squeeze? I mean, you could argue, right, that it's like they just want to get these cars out and stretch their legs. It's like up to the racers if they want to go racing. Like maybe well, the audience doesn't matter as much, right? Because there are a lot of events sense. where the audience doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean, it's got to make sense financially. Otherwise, you're talking about just like a private track day. Or... Well, I think, but that happens for most of the season, right? But not this yeah. race, not but this not, race not in particular. This particular so this race, one is but... a big, like I'm, I'm guessing a big, you know, the the money maker of the year for Laguna Seca and for you know, um, and without it, yeah. it's definitely a different thing. So they have to like curb. They have to like, I don't know, how do you step back and have be like, oh, instead of like 200 employees on site, we're only going to have like 20, 22 or something. You know, I don't know. I know. Yeah. And how are you? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of facilities. to. There's so many people to make those race teams work, you know, for those guys pulling their big trailers with 50 people from catering to mechanics to whatever. And yeah, but they're not um, making money, right? I mean, anyways, like no, no, they're all rich guys. Right. right. Yeah. What I'm saying is to keep the facility clean and working. It's not like you just have like a guy drive his race car onto the track, drive around, and drive home. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, Marshall's city and, shows up. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, to totally. Brian's point, maybe it turns into one of those like you know races so, that's in I don't know, no, you know, so random race. Yeah, random, random race weekend, track. basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty. It crazy. Just happens to have like, nicer cars, right? Yeah, yeah. There's like, uh, yeah, because like you think of like those organizations, like there's SRO and CSRG talk about like all those organizations are out there and they're racing yeah. valuable cars, super rad cars. Yeah. And no one knows about it, you know? They, and they, yeah, they, it's, it's, not, it's not a spectator thing, really. It's like for yeah. the racer, like people definitely show up, but it's like, you know, uh, dozens of people rather than uh, thousands of people yeah. or 10. Right. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Monterey Car Weeks definitely, or, you know, is the exception, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, yeah, you might be able to argue that you could just keep, you just run it, and it's like, yeah, you don't have people showing up, but we still like racing, you know. Well, it's like Sonoma, Sonoma Speed Festival uh, rescheduled their event, which was supposed to happen. When was that going to happen? Like right now or something? May. Um, Yeah, end of May. Yeah, so they rescheduled it to I think September or something like that. Um, Yeah, and that's their rescheduled date. So we'll see if that actually goes off, which is, yeah. you know, right around the same time as, um, as, uh, you know, Monterey. 
Um, that's why it's so sketchy to reschedule stuff right now too for events yeah. and stuff. You it's just like, postpone, right? Yeah, you're rescheduling to postpone yeah. again. Like how bad is like yeah. then it then it becomes like it's like okay, what's real? You know, then yeah, I can trust you. And it's yeah, it's uh, a little bit of like crying wolf, right? Yeah, that's yeah, why exactly. I, I wonder if that like smart. If with Laguna, like they they could probably get away with this uh, because of the clientele, but they do like 500 spectators and it's like an ultra premium experience or some shit, you know, where everyone gets food and like nice, you know, um, facilities and like all that. And so it could probably be worth it for them. And like a lot, um, they're still probably taking large donations because, you know, like there's a lot of wealthy people who come and want to contribute, participate and get that tax write off. I don't know. I can see it being spun that way, maybe where. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it, it would be exclusive, but um, it's a way for them to make some money and, and, and still be like uh, legal, I guess, or not break any rules. I don't know. That's just one idea, but I have no idea. What oh, yeah, that's would. the other thing, because there's rules in place, right, about gatherings of a certain amount of people yeah. in uh, California, right? Or is it is it California-wide, or is it just uh, certain counties? And <sighs> There's the a California-wide thing, and then the counties yeah. can do what they want, I guess. Yeah. yeah. We've so maybe Monterey. That. I mean, dude, the thing that sucks is, like, I was on a, uh, a chat the other week with um, Stephen, um, Stephen Sports Car, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with Stephen's hey. last name. But anyways... Yeah. Um, with Steven, a bunch of like, you know, a bunch of big people in the industry and stuff and like, like Haggerty people and all this stuff. And, um, there, a lot of the talk, we were talking about Monterey quite a bit. And, uh, a lot of them were, you know, like Monterey is like Monterey in general and the whole area, Carmel, like, dude, they make their nut off that weekend. Like that is that, like for the whole, like all their revenue comes from that weekend, you know? Really? And, uh, or that week, yeah. Yeah, so. that week, basically, or think 10 of all days the now. Think of all the hotels. Like, they don't have a Disneyland that's just pumping people through. Yeah, like, yeah. and all the catering and all the... All the restaurants. Know, all, and, everything, yeah. 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 Everything. I know, I mean, that's like the South by Southwest thing, when when they canceled in Austin, it was, I can't remember the number, but it was something like, I, I don't know, 350,000 people were going to yeah. be, like, pretty badly affected by it. And Austin has a lot more going on than Monterey Carmel, right? The rest yeah. of the year. Like Huge. they have concerts Huge all the city. time. They have all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. They're a big yeah. city. Um, yeah. It's crazy to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I can see why Mr. Sports Car, you know, he has a point, right? Um, yeah. Mr. Sports Car. <laughs> I've been seeing more people. <laughs> I don't know like... Steven's last name right now. I feel so I can't think of him right now. <laughs> I know. Hold on. Uh, I was just saying that I've been seeing more people go on organized drives um, together. Oh, the organized drive? Wait, no. It's it's organized drive. drive. <laughs> <laughs> the organized drive. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Dude, I, mean, um, it, I, I saw there was, um, I listened to Spike Ferriston's podcast the other day and uh, they are having these drives where um, they just don't get out of the car. You know, like they, they, and they, if you can pull that off, like I, it's, it's a, except it's a for they, win, right? Except for they're not doing that because I saw oh, weird. Drive. they went well, off. With, well, that's what he was saying that he, like they're trying to enforce that and trying to do that, but then other people don't do it. And then it becomes an issue. I know. Like, so yeah, there you go. That's yeah. That's the whole thing. Right. Um, Stephen Cottrell. I think uh, there's a, a drive with Johnny Lieberman was on it. And, uh, Paul Kramer and I think Will uh, Dusty Snowman, and they did the whole Malibu thing, and then went to lunch at uh, Malibu Kitchen, and they were all outside yeah. with their cars, all hanging out. I mean, they weren't like hugging, 
but they were hanging out in the parking lot and yeah. talking. And I don't, I don't have a huge problem with that, but I just think if everyone does that, then we're right back to like square one. Yeah. But yeah. you know, the, I think there's just a breaking point, right? And the breaking point is like, kind of like, like now. it's happening, right? <laughs> it's like on the cusp. It's like, there's a point where, you know, sacrifices need to be made kind of thing. Um, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, that's mm-hmm. uh, the COVID. Well, I know I had a text, standard COVID section. I had a Formula podcast. One text thread with um, Arden Warren the yesterday. Oh, yes. Because uh, Formula One's planning on basically doing an abbreviated season, or basically the whole season, but like, or most of the season, but like rapid pace, right? And you're um, saying live races really? with the full and crew, so but a, no audience. No audience. At, at the races they've announced so far, and it's starting with May... Second no, or third, fourth? Well, I thought or... they said July. July second, right? Oh, wait, what is to, what is this month? May. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah. So is it? Yeah, is it June or July? I don't know. Anyway, in July, yeah, yeah. Okay, July. Yeah. So Double, they're gonna... dude, they're doing back to back weekends at back every back. Yeah, because yeah. it's all the Euro. It's all the Europe circuit, right? Yeah, um, I see. They're just sticking to Europe. You every... know, they have like seven races outside of Europe. Um, so I think they're probably not going to do those. They're probably just doing the European circuit. When you say back to back, that's two in a row. But are you saying back to back to back to back to back? Like every weekend they're doing every right? weekend, right? Rather like than any week. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And yeah, that, I was just reading about this morning. Yeah. And so, I mean, I mean, I don't know. There's obviously skepticism as to whether or not those will go off. But yeah. um, I think it, I think there's a point where you know, like. I think Warren said, like, if someone gets sick, like happened, there was someone in the McLaren yep. pit crew or somewhere, somewhere in their, in their facility of thousand people or 1500 people got sick. Um, and that's why the, you know, that was the, why the original, uh, Australia race got canceled or that was the start of it. Um, but I think there's a point where you just kind of have to like forge ahead. And it might be this point, like for them to like reschedule, I think they're pretty solid. You know, I think, I think they have to be. Um, well, this is I mean, what they're doing until, until one more case happens. During, That's what I was saying. But I'm saying that one case might just, they might just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. In a bubble. I mean, maybe, but most of those organizations are pretty play it safe type of scenes. They're not uh, risking that kind of exposure. I don't know, but yeah. But if someone had the flu, they would definitely let it go, right? I mean, they're all, I imagine, yeah, it's, everyone's yeah, well, going to be super stringent as fuck, right? Everyone's being tested and like all that. So I can't, yeah. I imagine that every single employee that's there is going to be tested and they're going to go through every, you know, kind of conceivable motion to, to try to mitigate that. But, um, so potential 2020 F1 calendar, July 5th, uh, Austrian GP, and that's on the 5th. And then July 12th is the Red Bull Ring 2, they're calling it. It's the same place. <laughs> and uh, then uh, the British GP, uh, July 26th. And then uh, August 2nd is Silverstone 2. <laughs> so it's uh, the same location. Okay. Not something else. So they don't have and to travel as much. Yeah, and then they spread it out. Then it goes to Hungarian, Spanish, Belgian, Italian, Azerbaijan in September, and blah, blah, blah. But, but it's kind of a super packed schedule. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Well, so what do you guys think about running races like that without a, a crowd? It doesn't matter to me. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, races are better on television than live anyways. Well, no, I understand that. But don't you think there's a lot of the broadcasts that just showing the, like trying to stoke emotion? Oh, it's like, with, it's like comedy yeah. without a laugh track. Kind of. But, but it really isn't. 
with F1, I don't think. Well, I know it's not. Yeah, they don't really. It's not a huge part of it, you know. I think it is. I think it's more than you're giving it credit for because imagine watching like one of these American races, like Indy in Ohio, when no one's there. It's pretty sad, and it's like hard to get into it as much. I don't know if you've watched that, where like the stands. I haven't. I've watched. uh, I've watched. um, What's her name's the. uh, fuck the Florida baseball team games. Those are pretty sad. When, when you hear one guy yelling, <laughs> that, that's horrible. <laughs> that's uh, the worst thing ever. To race, no, uh, devil race. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's definitely the worst. But uh, yeah. there's like the um, the day, like twelve hours Sebring or something or whatever yeah. it is, and um, you know, in the, most of that race, there's not a lot of spectators to start with, but they'll show it and it's just like kind of sad. I don't know. I don't like yeah, but Formula- they have a center area, but yeah, it's not. Yeah. But it's all the, it's all I the think- motorhomes in the center, but I think formula one does not yeah. rely on it as much as, um, as those, like when I'm, I've been watching a lot of the videos, like like the the right? and it's not really about the crowds ever. Like there's like the showing people's faces. Stuff. Yeah. There's a pre-grid hype where everybody's like walking by. There's all the famous people, and there's like that hoopla that like kind of builds it up and gets you all the beautiful you people. Yeah. yeah, 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 that sort of thing. But yeah, well, I think it's it's something, but it, it's not as big of an element. Like I, I remember watching the, uh, the the Korean Grand Prix, and those had there was they were literally giving away tickets because no one would go. And wow. I mean, obviously, it's pulled off the calendar now, and the stands were always empty. And it's all about the commentating, really, for me. I, I feel like, but I, I can see with some of that. You know some of those things, especially like the podiums. The podium. Uh, oh, the that'll be weird. It's super weird, right? They'll have to do it different, right? They can't be standing up above this like crowd. It has with to be in a different. It has to be with the drivers around them or something. But it'll be all the crew. The crew is a ton of people, so I mean, yeah. it'll still look like a hundred people cheering. Just a, but they're all very six feet apart, right? Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't think that's going to be possible. That's not <laughs> if possible. They're all, if they're all, they're all going to have masks there. and stuff. Well, it's like, you know, we've been hearing with schools opening is that you have these groups that are supposed to stick together and that you really don't go out of that much. In theory, you're part of your own little quarantine. Yeah. So the crews should be in that quarantine. Otherwise, how do you operate in those tight quarters? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you're going to wear face for, masks and stuff. Um, yeah, but I mean, for one, you're still for one point of reference, uh, when I was watching the when I was doing the uh, uh, VLN races, I was streaming those. Those are like six hours or whatever. Uh, that's interesting because that was you know most of that course. It's all just out in the middle of nowhere. There's a little bit of the people that they'll show like hanging on the fences and stuff, but the commentators in that case aren't even there. They're no way. They're yeah. watching the live stream. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're oh, really yeah. good commentators, but they're right. not They're not there. They're watching, like, in a different time zone and everything. For sure. Uh, and uh, so, like, <laughs> you know, when you boil it down, like, there's only, like, pre-race, uh, their cars are parked in the hot pits, and there's people gathered all around, you know, and it's like that same F1, you know, pre-grid mm-hmm. thing. Uh, uh, and there's some interviews going on, I think, but that's like the only time you really see people. Otherwise it's all just like flipping between cameras and then, uh, you know, they're just commentating on the race and there's a ton of cars. And so, uh, a lot, they're just getting fed information that they're repeating, but then also they're looking up at like, they're repeating like Twitter comments and stuff like that. So yeah. it's like live twit Twitter feeds from the different race teams and then random people who are listening to the live broadcast are, are tweeting at them like live and, yeah, I mean it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting thing. I mean that 
those are long endur- endurance races that are, you know, I don't know. It's a, we're, it's we're either boring, but. Nurburgring. <coughs> oh, Nurburgring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but I think it's, it's when you said they're not even there, I was like, holy shit, just like dead nothing, just like cars flying by. Yeah, yeah. For six no. hours. There's commentators, uh, yeah. Yeah, Murray and Walker. And they're good. It, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like. This sort of thing is going to like highlight the need for good commentary. Absolutely, I mean, oh, that's, al- that's already there. But yeah, so uh, in Murray Walker's biography, he talks about a whole another scenario that they did where they actually used to get the tapes as soon as they were done, and then they would do the commentating after the fact. Oh, and they wow. were they didn't even watch the race live. Well, Murray, live. yeah, that's like so the Netflix was, special, right? Right, the, exactly. The, yeah. yeah, and so then he would do he would do it all and make it. You know, he would be as excitable as can be as if it was live, and then like he would send it out. You know, like it depended because sometimes he had multiple commitments, and he would commentate for different, um, not only Formula One, but sometimes he was doing MotoGP. He would do Isle Man, uh, Isle of Man stuff, uh, off road shit. And so, um, yeah, like he would record them all after the fact, which is pretty wild. But yeah, there's a, a lot of cases where they were commentating, uh, for, like for Australia, they wouldn't fly to Australia. They were in the UK. And so they would be like in a room at three in the morning or whatever. That makes sense. Stage. I mean, it's, you have to be good though. You have to be very energetic to be able to pull right. it off. Otherwise it's kind of silly. But, uh, the Lakers have a Korean broadcast that, uh, the commentators are in the basement during a live game. So they're, <laughs> Like they don't, on. <laughs> no, no, but they don't have eyes on the actual live game. They're yeah. watching it on TV and then actually recording their audio or whatever. I don't even know why they're in the, the building, but they are. So Maybe they're North Koreans and they're trying seems, to be located. Seems like they would let them have a booth up there. There's not enough room. <laughs> oh, I think they probably like, oh, here's a drawer for you. Like, they bring- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then the steam comes along, and then the drawers yeah. are tight, and you can't get. Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much room up there in the uh, broadcasting area, so they didn't huh. get, they didn't make the cut. Yeah, I guess not. Huh? Apparently, Seems like you did, take one of the they, um... luxury boxes and make it into another. Oh, oh, just give up a, like thousands, up thousands of dollars, hundreds of or millions of dollars a year. Yeah, exactly. What did yeah. they? Uh, what did they send the dude from Office Space to? Was it the the basement? Basement. Yeah, basement. Yeah, yeah. What was that guy's name? Melton. Melton. Where's my stapler? He took the stapler though, right into the basement. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I burned the building. Swing line. Swing line stapler. We had that exact stapler. My old job. That's cool. That's really cool. That's the only reason I work there. EnduranceNow.com forward slash DWA. Endurance protects you from fronting thousands of dollars or worse, maxing out credit cards to get back on the road when your car breaks down. Plus, cars are more prone to mechanical issues when they sit unused for long periods of time. So even if you're not driving much right now because you're working from home or sheltering in place, you still need to protect yourself from potential repairs once you get back on the road. Endurance is one of the largest vehicle protection companies in the U.S. For a limited time, new customers can get $300 off any Endurance vehicle protection plan. Plus, new customers will receive $500 in shopping vouchers to spend at national grocery stores, restaurants, and online merchants. Endurance is offering a minimal down payment as well as deferred payment 
options for those who qualify and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Also, for a limited time, Endurance Elite membership is included with every vehicle protection plan. The plan includes 24-7 roadside assistance, personal concierge, theft recovery, key fob replacement, repair loans without an application, and additional discounts at select merchants. For example, uh, the Cayenne that we have, uh, you know, we do have a four-year-old who managed to misplace one of our key fobs and... Oh, that's the worst. We like to have two of them at a time. You know, you never know. My wife is going to grab the car or I or whatever. And yeah. um, and so those are super expensive, especially for modern cars, right? <clears throat> so uh, with something like this, with the Endurance Elite program, you call it up, you can get your key fob covered. Uh, let's say it's, you know, anywhere from five to $700 because it's not just the key fob. Then you have to program it. It has to be done at a dealer. All of those costs are totally covered. In these trying times, if you need to get out and back on the road, you want to make sure you're covered and protected. Endurance Now covers you, your family, and keeps you on the road. Go to endurancenow.com forward slash DWA. So Formula One, dude, uh, a lot of shit going on right now. Huge, dude. I mean, it's all bullshit. It's all silly bullshit. No, it's all real. It's like, dude, it's the only sport where every fucking team member switches every year. It's like, get out of here. Every few years, right? Fucking sign a longer contract. You have some loyalty. Yeah, (laughs) there's not a lot of loyalty, dude. I know. It's like year Um, by year. It's so crazy. But it's also because there's only, there's only like on a team, there's only two people, right? It's not like a. It's not. What are uh, so? It's a bigger. It's a bigger deal. What are basketball commitments like? What are there's no. Contracts? There's no max. Uh, well, there's a max. There's no minimum. Oh, but okay. they do like five years. But there's also like a lot of like football is like known for you get a bonus, you get a signing bonus, but you're not guaranteed shit. Like if you get yeah. a hundred million dollar contract in football, it's all about your bonus, right? Because you might get hurt and then you don't get any money. But baseball, also- for example, has the best ever if you're a player. Because you get that money no matter what. Like, Barry Bonds is getting paid, like, three years after he quit. And, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that does happen. But there's also a performance-based incentive. So, you know, you make the playoffs, you get a million bucks. You make the All-Star game, you get, you know, 500000 You whatever it is. Uh, you win the finals, you know, you win the championship, a million bucks. Each so player. F1 drivers have that, but the contract is – I don't know if it's with the teams, but the contracts, they do have that with Formula One. Mm. So they get money for like making for like, you know, first place, second place, That's third, cool. whatever. So there's like there's incentives from Formula One that they get a percentage, you know, it's money. And coming it should in be to it should be like that. Like, otherwise, you're just going to get paid the same amount regardless of what you do. So why, yeah, and then why try? Right. right. Even if you're getting paid like 50 million a year or whatever. You're you're like well I'm getting this regardless so like I have no everyone wants to work harder everyone wants to win but I mean that definitely helps with with auto racing it's so easy too to set that up it's like this number of pole positions this number of fastest lap top threes yeah with with teams the you know more traditional team sports because racing is also a team sport with all the mechanics and everything but uh traditional team sports it's a little bit like you know gray area it's like you know i can do this only if my other guys perform to a certain level and then allow me to do it but you can do like yards or yards thrown or yards received right yards ran stuff like that with football and then you can do for baseball you can do like average 
Um, yeah, like it, if the coach like puts you in for the certain amount of time or whatever. But so that's the, it's like that's the controversy because a lot of times they'll be like, dude, they're they're not letting they're like not starting this baseball player because they don't want him to get to this like, many. Yeah, it would be whatever. Talking oh. to overtime, yeah. basically. Because a lot of times it'll like, be at right. bats. It'll be at bats, dude. That just shows you're healthy. It or just not. shows you're healthy. Like if and and yeah. you're like huh. this guy's healthy and he's not getting his. They're like pulling him early from a game and stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought yeah, it was. Um, I, I thought it was because they need they they were warming the bench because they have an, a warmer butt and they uh, actually keep it nice and toasty for everyone. Or, uh, loads yeah. of like, do they? Uh, <laughs> does F one have any incentives for hottest girlfriend? Um, no, that's a, that's a competition though, right? It seems like. Uh, Don't the so guys yeah. start to lose interest? The, the hotter the girlfriend they have, they start to lose interest after that. You would think so. Yeah, I think uh, so. So yeah, but dude, what happened? So uh, Vettel left Ferrari, which is pretty crazy. Was that related uh, to a hot girlfriend? I don't. I have no idea. Uh, uh, he's married, has a couple of kids. I don't know. Okay. So Vettel vacated a Ferrari seat, which was then promptly taken by Carlos Sainz, who was at McLaren, and then yeah, we all know him. Carlos Sainz. Carlos is Sainz is that good though. Yeah, he's, he's good. Carlos, this is the old Carlos. No, his son. His son. I would love to name the same. Run. He's like eighty years old. He's <laughs> Okay. He's still racing. He's not uh, a junior, but, uh, but yeah. No, he, is a he is a junior, but he doesn't go by junior. But he's got a, a probably a different middle name is what happened. And then Ricardo yeah. left Renault to go to take Carlos Sainz's seat at, at uh, McLaren, which is rad because I think McLaren is a better team. So um, Yeah, and he has so, Landau, you know, Landau Norris, which will be Yeah, Landau top is like, definitely. I mean, that's a pretty fun pairing of Lando and, and Ricardo. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, I think Carlos Sainz will hopefully bring it to Leclerc and that'll be a good young. That's like the, one of the youngest, probably the youngest team on the grid. Mm-hmm. One of yeah. Them. And they're both very good. So oh no, I'm Max and Albon is the youngest, right? Oh, right. I'm curious to see what happens with Renault too. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't know if like they're going to fill the seat or I wouldn't be surprised if they like fucking bail, dude. Like they've been, I mean, Renault's like struggling, right? It's Nissan. They've been talking. All that. Yeah, exactty <laughs> So they're pretty crazy. Good. They're pretty good though. They're decent mid pack, yeah. Well, they um, were they took a step back last year, so that was the whole thing. Like signing Ricardo to that, like I think he got like fifty or sixty million for two years. Um <laughs> like some crazy number like that. And that was like their big like play. They're like, we're gonna get him and we're gonna make our car better. And and then they ended up doing worse, you know, they got what sixth in the championship or something? But in those documentaries, um, they always talk about they always talk about how Renault has the most money. They keep saying that like they have the a lot. Well, they have a manufacturer, a big manufacturer behind them. Yeah, right, that's still what I'm saying. Manufacturer. Is, Renault is like a huge manufacturer. So. Yeah. yeah, that's what but, they're always saying about like compared to the Haas team or whatever. It's oh, like, and compared McLaren. to McLaren too. <laughs> yeah. McLaren's. How are those? Yeah, like why would Renault quit if those teams can still make it? You know, because they have. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess I don't know. That's a good question. They're making enough money making cars where they don't really need to be there, and they're just losing money. Because they left for a while and they came back. Probably less of a passion project for them, so they can just go. Ah, it's not numbers don't make sense. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So yeah, like if they're just losing money, like it's not really if they if they don't believe it's beneficial, right? Like why bother, right? Um, Especially like now with everyone going hybrid and electric and all that. I mean, like although although. Formula One cars are hybrids, uh, but you know, just uh, focusing more on the EV technology and more efficiency and blah blah. Um, I don't know. I can see how some people would want to drop out. Like motorsport is such a weird thing, man. Like 
I always struggle with mentally too, because like, I feel like it used to be way more relevant, like the trickle down stuff, the technology. And I feel like now it's just for the racing and like, it's just, it's, it's just a business. And like, I kind of struggle with that because it's so destructive. <laughs> but, but it's like, not. But it's not. I mean, it's, it's, in the grand scheme, it's not that destructive, destructive either. Uh, it's as it's less destructive than you going on a cruise three times a year. Um, ooh, I doubt it. Ooh, oh, definitely, dude. You think the Formula oh, no, One season oh. is more destructive than all the cruise lines? No, not all the cruise lines. Than me yeah. going on three cruises a year. No, I'm saying that um, the fact that the cruise lines exist, like. No, the cr- cruises are horrible. Cruises are horrible. Yeah, yeah, but like tire tech, like tires, like just imagine how many tires wasted. Like there's a lot, like yeah. all of that beyond just, it's a lot of energy being used. Uh, well, yeah, just for there's, the team, you there's know? definitely and a I'm, lot, but it's. Don't like, get me wrong. I love it. I mean, it's just, it's something that's sort of things, I think it's pretty minor. I want to look uh, it up. I want to know exactly there are, what it is. There are technical benefits gained from it. Yeah. Well, uh, although we haven't like, heard, I think we just haven't heard as, of as many. I mean, well, like Kurs, that was the first time I had heard of like recycling the energy, and you know when Kurs came about back in yeah. whatever that was, two thousand one or something like that. Um, that was definitely a trickle down thing. Uh, carbon brakes, I bet, started in Formula One. No bet, uh, they definitely did. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, there's definitely a lot of things, but I don't know. I think you just don't. We haven't heard of as much in the last ten years. What you're saying, basically. There's definitely. I just, to be said. I, I mean, I think. Yeah, I think it's racing's fault. I think it's, I think it's becoming less relevant. You look at F1 and it's just so gnarly techno, uh, technology wise. WRC, like to compete in WRC is so gnarly technology wise. NASCAR is like primitive, but completely separate from, you know, what people drive. Uh, closest stuff is like touring car racing, which is rad, but that gets zero press. But it's also super um, high tech and gnarly. That was also, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's like, it's for me, uh, you know, I, I would, I'm way more interested. Like, I don't watch racing right now. And I think part of the reason why is because I just don't feel connected to any of these things. Like, it just isn't relevant to me. And I think that's, you start to lose some of the value of racing when you get to that point. Like, one, it's way more expensive uh for for teams to do and just as a business venture like who knows how this money works out like i have no idea but hasn't Uh, it been uh, like that since uh, the 80s basically uh, 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 um for all these teams and no i think a lot of tech that was very relevant like carbon fiber technology um there was aerodynamics um and all of that efficiency that was plugged into cars and you talk about you know, there's ABS that came from that. There's all of these safety tech, all of this safety tech. Um, yeah. yeah and so I think all of that came from, from that. And, you know, the CVT, like all that shit came from Formula One. And so at some point, you know, it's got to the point where I think the there's only so much you can advance in a, in a, in a street vehicle. But maybe it's, as you're saying, well, I maybe I the, don't know. I just I think don't the, know. Yeah, I think also the monocoque uh, itself, like the the um the way they're making that so safe is helping is like is probably going towards uh commercial vehicles um and we just don't hear about everything you know we don't hear about every little thing that's being developed that's being like fuck you know i want yeah I, i'm ignorant i want to know more about that because i feel like it's less so and i feel like it was way more out, out in the open even like talking you know you go to a an IMSA race and like you know the the I remember with a C7R on track was super relevant to the car on the street. Right. And it was a lot of race tech that was put into the street car and like, just like that. But when you're dealing with that level, it's like, 
what is yeah. it contributing? Like, I, it's, yeah. I, there's, there's obviously really exotic materials and there's super high stressed, you know, stuff that's happening, which is relevant somewhere. Right. Like, yeah, but I think it takes 10 years for it to trickle down too. like, I mean, it takes a long time. You, you have to think like in 1986 or something like, uh, the Formula One cars were so advanced compared to the cars on the road then, like probably more so than comparing tur- now to the cars on the road now. But immediately everything went turbocharged, right? Like, so there's like that, like well, in, in the 80s, like, like turbo five cars huge. went to turbocharged, like, like almost 10 every models, single, 10 almost models, every Japanese and car. they were the high end ones. And then it, almost it took, every Japanese car. But, and then it and took 20 years for it to trickle down to every car in existence. Yeah, well, uh, and I think we were very, very slow in uptaking the, the whole. The, the, in, in in Asian markets, turbos were extremely I mean, popular. Turbos started um, in the '60s, so whatever. And, but and also the in European market, TDIs, right? All the turbo diesels, like that was really big. But I feel like yes, it takes a while, no doubt about it. But um, I don't know. I'm just curious. I, I, I you know, maybe some of the stuff will pop up, and it is benefiting. You know, uh everything else. Um, and it might not be cars themselves, right? I'm just thinking more material science. To right? me, dealing yeah. with extremely stressed stuff and like these materials that are, you know, running at ridiculous RPMs and like in metallurgy shit that I can't even think about that's maybe used in space and airplanes. I, gar- and I guaranteed aero, aero technology from Formula One is used in every year they develop like different aero and that is used in car manufacturing. Well, I think you know, and that, that improves efficiency and all that. What do you think, Lynn? I mean, I think Art's saying here that it's a little harder to see the justification for this high-end racing. Are you saying that it's like totally justified and you get it? Like, how yeah, I think it's always been the same. I think we're looking at it from in in today's in our goggles or whatever. But when you look at it uh, ten years from now, you'll be like, oh yeah, this 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 this. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I, don't, I think in the in the beginning, like as I, I think there's two things to racing. One is uh, the race on Sunday, sell on Monday theory, where manufacturers will go racing because it helps improve their product and it gets their product in front of people's eyes uh, and helps sell cars. And then the second one is this technology trickle down thing. And I I I I see Art's point, and I, I I'd argue that both seem further away. Uh, uh, from where uh, compared to where they used to be, like the technology is a little harder to see, but I, I get it that you know maybe we're just not. But what era are you looking at? Because I think, I think, I think from the mid 80s to now, it's been exactly the same. I think, yeah, definitely in the 70s and 60s, it was more like a privateer can go out in a car and probably and win. And that was, a I mean, thing, it's different, it's it hasn't different. been like that, it hasn't been that like that forever. I think F1 is like kind of like not even part of this argument really because it's like completely different, right? Uh, those cars are completely different. But um, yeah, for like, I, I guess you kind of have to go, you know, group by group. But um, and I'm, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking thing, like but... off-road racing and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's like uh, probably like 80s, 90s. I don't know when the big advancements, uh, group by group, you could look at the regulations and it's like, whenever WRC went to these like full, like giant wide body, uh, completely bespoke chassis, 
uh, uh, then you're out, right? It's group like B, dude, 1980, what, 82? And then they went back to Group A. Or, I mean, all the groups existed simultaneously, right? They they happened to ban Group B, but there were even while Group B was running, there were Group A cars and other classes, right? And so that's always continued. Um, and, yeah, and they still have that, but Group B was, like, gnarly, dude. No one could get into Group Group B was, like, insane, so unrelatable, to like any yeah. normal, you know, like, right. and that was, that was right. 40 years ago. Yeah. So, so the thing with, with F1 that I think is unique now that I think makes a difference is that it's, it's basically innovating in a very tiny little box. Like it's so highly regulated that like you have to be innovative within these parameters and it's like, okay, like finally they're going to start developing 18 inch tires, right? Because they've been doing 13 inch tires that make no sense. You can't, that's not applicable to anything. Um, and then, you know, before it was the formula was so open, especially in the 80s, you know, where it was like, do whatever the fuck you want. And like the innovation was insane. Like there was there was everyone was doing something different. Right. Every single car looked unique. I mean, 60s, same thing, 70s to a certain extent. And then in the late 80s, they're like, all right, we got to start start regulating this more heavily because of safety and really trying to slow the cars down. And it's always like this. It's this instead of like, OK, innovate and create amazing stuff. And it's been where like, they're always trying to slow them down. And it's, it's basically how do we get around the regulations to continue to go the same speeds while being hampered heavily, where our arrow is now limited, where our brakes are limited, where everything's more and more limited. Right. And so that's where I feel like the innovation is, I mean, it's there. I just, I guess, as I said, I'm ignorant. I need to know more about it and understand how it's more applicable, but I feel like before it was more open. And so that's one thing, but that's the automatic gearbox was definitely like, you know that was a ferrari with and making that thing into what it is today right that definitely helped um yeah yeah for sure and making cars more efficient and stuff so yeah so 89 was the first formula one car with with an automated gearbox or with the uh the paddles and then what was the the four uh f355 was the first f1 car right f1 proper single Mm -hmm. push manual um Um, that was 94 the, yeah, yeah. Um, Porsche had that weird Steptronic thing back in the day, but that thing was stupid. Mm. Actually, um, everybody's yeah, got to have their own motivation. motivation to do this stuff, though. And it's like, I, I don't know. It, you know, I think it's hard to argue with the fact that once you go, let's just take w, WRC, for example. You could use Group B or you could use the modern stuff, whatever you want. Once you go to these specialized chassis that are, um, uh, uh, you know, completely unique just to that racing program. Then all of a sudden, like the cost, there's no arguing the cost for the manufacturer to be involved is way higher. Right. Yeah. Actually, maybe there is an argument there. <laughs> Sometimes these chassis are actually a cost savings because it's kind of like a template. Anyways, yeah. I have the techno, the, the materials and technology and everything is, is, is definitely way more advanced than a streetcar. There's no question about that piece. Uh, so cost way higher. And then at the same time you're making that jump to those higher costs, you're jumping further away from relatability to the public. So then, you know, less direct impact on sales, right? Uh, isn't that kind of like a, I don't know, but don't you think NASCAR's always like push sales and they haven't had a, they've had two frame cars since what, like 80? Well, that's how, know, that's like, how, that was like very early days in NASCAR. That was the yeah. story, but is that, they may be, 
saying that that's true, but is that really true? Like, are people buying a Camry because it says Camry on the... On oh, the, I don't know about that, but, like, but don't you think there's a... It's it's all just, like, being a fan of something, too. So if you're a fan of Ferrari... Yeah. Oh, like, so if you watch something and you're really into the Renault team, then you're going to go buy a Renault. Like, that's yeah. just... Like yeah, but it's further from like, but it's. I'm just saying, relative, it doesn't matter car to car. Like if, it's just if you're being a if, fan of the team or the company. If you it's see brand loyalty, if you see, well, no, I'm I'm not saying that it's completely you're going to zero. Like if you see Toyota racing, then it's building on brand loyalty. But as a manufacturer, as Toyota, I don't know. I'm if I'm looking down at it, I'm like, well, what the fuck does this tube frame thing have to do with the cars we're selling? And are people convinced that us racing here is going to help? Just advertising. Uh, no, but I'm saying the advertising helps, and like, yeah, yeah I you're. So I think we're arguing different points, but well, yeah, no, it I'm definitely doesn't relate. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't relate, doesn't relate to, to the Camry at all, and in no way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, to the Camry you can buy on the street, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think it's just the fact that it's Toyota, and and maybe that gives people that normally wouldn't buy a foreign car, <laughs> you know, a Japanese car, it gives them a reason. Yeah. Them like uh. So you're oh, arguing like a right that. to buy a foreign a foreign car. My argument though is that it's it's getting further away. So in both cases, in my case where you're actually racing a real Camry that actually makes you know it, it you can relate to it, you're getting the brand loyalty thing because the name is there, and you're getting uh, an actual car. So maybe there's like some relatability. Uh, in your case, Lane, there is no you know, there's no actual Camry involved. And you get the brand name, uh, you know. So yeah, I, I totally I don't agree. Think wants I, to watch I agree with the race either, dude. That's all I care about. I would probably watch racing. I know, but you're not buying a Camry really, either. <laughs> well, or whatever. Camry's probably not going to win, right? Like it's yeah. going to be, uh, you know, if the cruise, the Chevy Cruise, is the one, right? Which yeah. they were doing really good in the type of racing. You know, it's yeah. probably all fluff. Like I'm probably not really going to watch racing regardless. But yeah, I just I, I don't know. I just see it as. Uh, but I think Toyota uses it also as te- justification. Toyota uses us technology as well. So they're using all the technology they gain from that and stuff to make a better car. Hopefully. From NASCAR? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, um, aren't they all like... <laughs> I think NASCAR is more just... I, I, I think NASCAR is more NASCAR. just about selling your brand. It's a big commercial. But I agree with that. Yeah, but totally. uh, I it's, do think I do yeah. think Formula One is a technology one. And I, I do think that's developing developing vehicles and selling cars and making for brand loyalty and you know a company like ferrari um i don't know how they are now but a few years ago they did more sales and merch and other stuff than they did their cars that was a bigger profit center than their actual car sales so just being part of formula one it it causes everyone every everyone's a fan of sebastian vettel and charles leclerc to buy a ferrari t-shirt and therefore, that that's rising that company, you know, and that's as a t-shirt company. That and it's help, and it's helping their uh, their their cars get better, and them using carbon fiber and buying autoclaves and developing that and uh, safety. And yeah, but everything doesn't doesn't do that stuff, and they're they're making all the same developments. I don't know. It Not makes really, sense. but you actually know it. Like as a t-shirt company, I get it. That's what I get. But for justifying for a, I mean, Cody's like selling a car for three million dollars to to um, three hundred people. That's a different story than Ferrari that wants to actually produce cars at 
you know, a, a somewhat reasonable cost um, to more people. So it's a different, it's a different model there. So, you know, you could, yeah, you Koenigsegg can sell a car for $3 million, but you know, and they can put a lot of time and money into it, but Ferrari's doing a lot of the same for, I don't know, a, a, a 30th of the cost or 20 or whatever, 10th or 15th of the cost or something. So. Right. Yeah. More volume, right? Ironically yeah. to, to say that in a Ferrari world is kind of funny, but um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's still exciting. I mean, it's something, right? It's 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 relatable to me only because it's motorsport, and I like motorsport, and it's the pinnacle of motorsport. And I, I I just I always struggle with this as I talk about the innovation thing. It's like it's still within this little box, and like you know, like, and that's what's kind of the biggest appeal. Besides the fact that you know, like in the eighties and whatever, they, they um, it was <laughs> this is kind of the oxymoron is that they, the cars were more simple in design, but they were more loosely regulated. <laughs> Does that make sense? Because technology had only caught up to a certain point. And uh, now, you know, in, in theory, I think if it was totally unregulated, the cars would look like a spaceship, right? Like it would, it would be, you know, like you see these renderings of cars and it would look nothing like what they do today. But um, I don't know. That, that's the only thing. I, I do enjoy it still. I mean, I, I like just the craft still, like seeing people, basically the most talented drivers in the world drive something that is, extremely fast and that pulls so many G's and all that. That's really appealing to me. It's really cool to see that, you know, just like people are into astronauts and everything else um, because it is, it is so extreme, right. On the human body. And, and it's, it requires a, a skill that is, is superhuman almost. Right. And that's why there's such a small sampling of people that can do it. Yeah. All the guys that aren't racing right now are talking about how like they don't know how their necks are going to feel like, how it's going to work out when they, when they start racing again, because they haven't been able to work out their necks by going out and doing laps. But don't they have those uh, machines? But, the they're like, and nothing and can simulate it. Basically and they that. do the rubber bands and the yeah. trainer like pulling their head and stuff. And yeah. you know, like, dude, we're going to be basically, it's They're going to be fucked the first couple of races because they're not able to work out that. Everyone's muscle. all slow. I mean, just yeah. think about it. Like you're pulling what, like four G's or something of lateral yeah, <laughs> force yeah. on your neck. It's so, so crazy. Um, I did listen. I listened to a podcast this week. It's the new beyond the grid with uh, Martin Brunel, Brundle. Um, oh, I, yeah. I recommend everyone check that one out just because it's less about like motorsports um, and more about the cars, which is kind of rare in formula one. Like we were talking about where it's more about technology and just like the whole circus of it all. Um, it's him talking about, he's driven 50, 52 or 54 F1 cars throughout, and he's driven throughout all the decades and it's Formula One's 70th anniversary. So they're talking about, they're going through every decade and talk, and he's talking about the cars he drove and which ones are the best and how they felt and all that stuff, which is kind of wow. cool to like, huh. you don't really hear that much about the cars themselves. They're kind of like secret, you know, it's like the cars aren't. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but, um, uh, yeah, to hear really about like comparing how the cars feel, which one feels lighter. People can't, you usually, basically when you hear a auto journalist drive one, it's like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Everything's way out. It's very rare, you know, so you'll have the random person that drives one, but to have somebody that drives a huge swath of them, like that's and he raced for 160 races and he was a good race, uh, Formula One racer. Um, and he talks about, you know, comparing his, uh, his, uh, what is his, uh, Renault, his, uh, whatever his car was. 
Um, the one oh, yeah. he, in 92 where he was with Schumacher. Oh, Benetton? Benetton. He's Benetton. Uh, yeah. He's a Ford, right? Uh, so he's talking about driving that car, and it's like full analog, and then stepping into Lewis Hamilton's like tw- 2008 Ferrari or uh, Mercedes that won, and just like what a difference it is and and how, how much more grip. And he's oh, – it's a really cool conversation. You mean the 2018 car, right? Sorry, 2018 car. Yeah, yeah. And then he's talking about getting in a uh, Schumacher's Ferrari – Talking about how much easier that was to drive than his Benetton and all that. Oh, really? And you know, because Benetton was a um, '92. It was pretty analog, although it did have paddle shifters and stuff. Um, but you know, pretty I think analog I, would, I think, I think Benetton. I remember them having a, a gated. They had a gated shifter pretty late. Oh, maybe they did. Dude, they might have still had one. They might have had. Yeah, maybe they had paddles in '95, yeah. but Matt, the gated shifter in '95. Full team still with 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 the gated. Is that no, like with they still did clutch pedal and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was He's talking about how he still had to fumble around with the gears and stuff, and and how the later car was, you know, you're just pulling levers, and and how how he was talking about how amazing it was, basically compared to his his car and then he's talking about like the ferrari what is it the 154 the 55 like this the um the car that you know made them stop racing and everything driving that um yeah just really cool stuff so i would say check it out cool yeah i saw that they launched another podcast too right is it like f1 nation or something have you listened to any of those yeah well listen to the first two yeah it's good I just got a text from uh, Gabe Nashen, SF Production Gabe. Says that he's watching the 1987 NLCS game. So that's Giants versus Cardinals. This would be baseball art um, on YouTube. And it's got period commercials. And there was a Mighty Max commercial. Oh. The slogan was suddenly the obvious choice. <laughs> what the heck? Suddenly, hey, what year is that? That's eighty-seven. Um, By the way, still uh, selling them in ninety-five. Ninety-five. They're like, fuck <laughs> this. Aren't we done yet? Wham! I have to say that would have. It would actually be fair of me to think of it as football, right? Yeah. So, because there are both, Cardinals both and Giants. Teams, yeah, both teams are <laughs> are football. But when I said NLCS, that. If yeah, National it. League of College Saturated <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Where's um, the baseball in that? NLCS. <laughs> championship series? Series. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of the Mighty Max, I got the mirror off. You saw the crumbly mirror. We didn't really talk Dude, about well, it. We, we did. Really yeah, the audience did not see it. They didn't see that thing. I Real mean, bad. just dust. Just yeah. Dust. Sucks. Just so dust. I put the the clamp the clamp mirror on, and it was just like rah, I barely held on. I did a dump run with it, and I couldn't adjust it. It just was fucked. So I took it off. Um, I was gonna try to figure out some way to like make a new plate to screw on to the piece that's existing. Clamp the mirror on, be good to go. But there's just no way. It's all fucked up. So the only place you can get parts for Mighty Max is Thailand, and that's where the new mirror is coming from for four. Damn years. you! You're going for Hell the yeah, man. Yeah. Ah. How much how much does it set you back? Forty bucks. Assuming it arrives. I know. Yeah. And that's uh, with totally. shipping? That's with shipping. Oh, yeah. you scored, dude. I, I guess so. So I would say this that's is a not, good value. 
not new old stock, stock right? Uh, what was that? Not new old stock. This is a yeah. It's going to be all pre-crumbled. It's that's what I'm stock. concerned about. It's from 1987. I'm really well, concerned about that. It'll be in a vacuum sealed bag though, with no UV damage. It's been it's been doused in Haggerty fucking lip balm. So oh right, I think that's good too. <laughs> It'll be good, dude. But uh, it said that like you know, forty-two sold. So I'm sure it's a repop for sure. And oh. uh, but Thailand is the only place that you can find this, which I don't. Other than I use one from a you junkyard, but mystified. I am mystified. I don't really? know. I don't Are know. you? I'm I'm mystified that you're mystified. <laughs> don't be mystified. <laughs> it's not a big market. I like everyone mystified. everyone knows Thailand is big on the Mighty Max, dude. <laughs> Call it something else. It's like a searcher or something like that. But uh, it just is weird because I do see Mighty Maxes still from time to time, and uh, there's a lot of I don't know. It's not like an Azuzu pit up. I, I would uh, it's about the same, right? I would expect an Azuzu yeah. would be even worse. Like, you probably don't even have the Thailand option. Well, that's what I'm saying. Azuzu's worse. Thank you. Yeah. That was my point. But yeah. um, anyhow, it, it will be here. But for right now, I don't have a rear view mirror. Not that I'm driving the truck every day, but... I, I, I just have big. to... I just have to say that um, you've got a good ratio going here. You're talking about a uh, $40 <laughs> mirror. Like, you've been talking about it for like three or four podcasts like that that, that's a lot of like you know edge of your seat (laughs) podcast content for the money uh good job thank you that's what we're here for um it's not easy but uh i don't have much else to report i started the van again today and let it uh come to operating temperature in the garage Oh, door closed or what? (laughs) i had the door open but uh the tailpipe that i spent all that time repairing spraying a whole can of it's already uh, rusty heat. dude it just flaked off oh. <laughs> <A new paint. laughs> really was it heat I'm, paint engine paint or what was it yeah it was heat engine paint it must have I been must have not prep right I must, like i must have prepped it wrong or something. did you not scuff it up or anything or i know i scuffed the shit out of it i totally yeah. ground it down and then i cleaned it but i don't remember what maybe I, you needed I to I heat it up to paint it oh. maybe in the sun i mean it was in a sunny no, day like run it Oh, I, I guess you have to run over. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe, I guess exhaust gets hotter than uh, engine, maybe. What? So, How is that yeah. possible? I don't know. What do you engine mean? is hot as it gets. It's no, only getting cold. Yeah, it makes sense. But it's cold. You have liquid yeah, you have a right, cooling the, jackets. They literally stuff. have, it's like header paint. <laughs> oh, it's header paint you got. Oh, if it's header paint. That's yeah, yeah, if it's header it's paint. Like, it's like did engine. you use header paint? I don't think he knows what he used, dude. Because <laughs> if it's I, header paint, yeah, that's another thing. No, that's a different like, story, dude. Engine block paint or header paint? It's like use? it's it's high temp spray paint. It has a picture of a red hot exhaust, and it says like you know temperatures up to five hundred degrees or whatever. Oh, like, okay. No. So you should be good. Yeah, that's the right stuff. But yeah. I think <laughs> I think it is. There's something with the moisture too, because the old tailpipes they all get rusty. They get just fucking rusty in like a matter of weeks. It's something weird about. The condensation coming out of the tailpipe? I don't know. I can't. Can you just buy a stainless like tip? That thing just bolts on, right? That is stainless. No, it's not. It's not as rusting. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like. uh, Did you get it from Thailand? It's from Thailand. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's galvanized. What I need is a powder coated one. I need a powder coated one. Stainless would be good. I I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Stainless doesn't rust, dude. Probably poor quality stainless. Poor quality. It's got to be, right? Yeah. I think it's stained. 
is what he <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, is that what you're saying you're saying yeah. stained less like a little bit of stain yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah rub a little bit of that oil on there i need a powder coated one but it's like a hundred bucks i'm over it oh. I could... so you spent like 10 hours and 20 dollars on paint rather <laughs> yeah <laughs> with the one whole can of spray paint too on one tail it's expensive spray paint though it's probably at least like nine and what about the weight the weight too yeah. we're not even talking about weight no man yeah oh, every man. every ounce counts on that thing right that's right horsepower or so 96 yeah so oh, God, did i talk about um taking my jeep grand cherokee in the dealership instagram yeah it's not a great story, but just a little bit of a hassle. So get this. So, uh, recall, they sent, you know, they sent me a notice in the mail. I go to the dealer. So I'm just putting it off. Then we go to rest pay registration. Oh, I've never seen that. What was the recall for? Honestly, I don't know. It's labeled EC1. <laughs> it's a, it's a software update that they have to do. I don't know what the hell they do. I've All I know heard is of that. it's blocking me from registering my car. What? The DMV oh, I had that. Know? I had that on the, uh, TDF. Okay. It's got to be emissions, right? Oh, yeah, I had one of those. It was a it was a software it's update. Emissions control, and, yeah. and and but mine is not a diesel. There's no complication. It's a freaking regular gas Pentastar motor. That's no. Like, I mean, there was no complication with the diesel either. It was just yeah. cheating. I don't know. Exactly. There must have been some yeah, some weird little uh, update for emissions. That's so crazy. I take it down. You know, now we're past due, right? And I got fees on it. Um, take it down. Uh, uh, to the Jeep dealer, uh, and it's no problem scheduling in these times. Um, I just roll right in. It's like an hour. Uh, and then, um, I'm supposed to get a certificate. And so I get, you know, I get the receipt and everything and all that. And I leave and call up AAA to see if they're operating and, and they were. So I just roll into Capitola on the way back. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, wait in line and go in and they're like, Oh, uh, what, you know, what you have you know, this is all fine. We can do this registration, but, uh, you need the actual certificate. And I was like, well, this is all they gave me. So, uh, you know, they forgot to give me the real certificate. So I'm like, this is Santa Cruz? Santa Cruz? Uh, no, this is Watsonville actually. The mm-hmm. Jeep dealer in Watsonville. Oh, okay. Yeah. So while after I've, I've taken it down to Watsonville a few times, it was for some reason, not I haven't I hadn't realized that Santa Cruz actually services Jeeps too. Yeah, which I think is a kind of a recent thing. Um, no, they used to be a Jeep dealer, so yeah, they've always done Jeeps. I, well, I they do Dodge and everything, so they do. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I should have scheduled it with them. Uh, they suck. They're really bad. So I don't think any is good. Well, well no, they're, they're really bad though. Oh, which which one's bad? No, Santa Cruz. Uh, you know, Santa I could argue that Norman. So that's even worse. <laughs> Yeah, I think the place that we bought at where I've like mentioned all these weird axle leaking stories over the hills, like the yeah. barrel. Anyway, so I had them send me the stir, uh, but going into they couldn't fax it or anything. That's crazy. No, they have to actually see the thing. So I had them send it to my house. I now have it. Uh, turns out, anyways, that uh, Christina has to go in because it's under her name, and uh, and we have late fees now, but DMV is not open. So 
we can get the wait, late fees waived. We just have to sign a form, but only can, Christina can sign that form. But. So you couldn't even pay for your registration? No. You go online and it says... That's not really... You can't pay because there's a uh, this uh, open recall. And so my assumption is, when I'm going into this whole thing, it's like I go down there, I get it done, it's all, boom, in the computer systems, and unlocks the MV website, and then I can pay. And it's like, like, an, like oh, a smog check, right? To, yeah, exactly. And then they tell me, they're like, no, you actually have to take the certificate. And I'm like, into the DMV? <laughs> That's crazy. You're not a AAA member? Like, can you, like, that hassle level is just, like, sky high. Like, I can't even imagine. It's blocking you from having updated tags. I think you're the only one here that's a AAA member. I'm a AAA. Uh, I am. Oh, you are? I am. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. So yeah, you're the great. only one that isn't. Warren. Yeah, I would be the only one that's, that would be uh, affected. I mean, Haggerty uh, has its, its 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 perks, but I mean, uh, going in to get go a good, into the DMV, yeah, yeah, like it's so great to to bypass DMV shit. It's uh, oh, that's the only reason the I have Like I'm never in there. Me talking to art, bro, <laughs> all, uh, all the time. <laughs> God damn. And I'm, I, you know, I just it's it's for the DMV benefits, but then I'm the flip side of that uh, that coin where I, it's the towing is like the. It's, yeah, well, <laughs> you are the, the tow DMV, guy. He's right. the DMV guy, right? You rarely have to go in now on the DMV. I mean, everything's yeah. Online. I do it online. Unless you're doing like I can't remember the last time I went. I think it was to renew my license, which was fucking yeah. two or three years ago. I've had Whatever. a few. I've had a few things that needed it, but anyways, we all have yeah. to, Do you guys all have real IDs yet? No, because no. that's going to be a thing no, too. No. Like, but only that, if you're traveling, which we can't do anymore. So I know, but it's still coming up. It's even domestic yeah. travel, right? I, oh, I always use my passport. So. But you can't do it. You can't that's do it. The DMVs are closed. Uh, yeah, that's right. You can't. They might um, extend that. that dude, are, are we are we living in, just side note, are we living in one of Warren's weird little scenarios that he brought up? Wasn't one of them like you have to choose the never so we're not flying and we don't get the cheese benefit what do you mean you get cheese you, you get cheese you get all the cheese you want <laughs> i don't remember what the original thing was no, 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 there's some benefit one air travel or cheese and, okay yeah, uh, yeah, for yeah. some people it's an easy choice like arts lactose intolerant so he's yeah. probably like fuck cheese i love yeah. traveling but now, so now we're just—it's a mandatory cheese option. No, I mean people are right. flying every day, but um, it's still—I think you'd want to do the cheese option today. What was the yeah, other dude. one, Warren? Where you said would you rather fight a bear or a tiger? And Brian, I think, said like a koala or something. <laughs> that's a it's silverback shark. gorilla wolf with yep. a pissed-off horse or a wolf. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And not a pissed off wolf, just a wolf or a pissed off horse. Yeah. Huh. That was in the, uh, my, my wife's daycare room that we got that question first. Oh, nice. I remember it. Really? Yep. My, uh, my answer to that is always, you can always say, whoa, <laughs> to a horse. I feel like so, I missed that podcast because I'm completely unprepared to well, answer. You just don't forget it at all. <laughs> you don't forget it at all. Yeah. I mean, um, so, a wolf, a wolf might be friendly, <laughs> friendly wolf. But, but it, I think it's also it, it, environment is key, right? Is it outdoors? Or are you no, in no, a ten no. by it's, ten room? It's, it's like a thirty. Yeah, by you're 10. in an octagon, basically. Thirty by thirty uh, room. Is there water? No water in this scenario. The other okay. one was the shark. And two feet of water, great white shark, or a, a silverback gorilla. Oh yeah, I said which is, which is gonna, which is going to win? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
other fighting each other. Yeah, fighting each other. Yeah, so oh, part, yeah. yeah we don't we really add, I also that? bought I these. Know. I brought this question up, I think, on our podcast. We recorded at Luft at uh, Universal Studios and um, with Johnny Lieberman and Matt Farah, and they didn't like the questions. Yeah, yeah. They weren't fans at all, dude. They thought it was weird and stupid. So yeah. that's what you think about that. I mean, you know, they just didn't know what they were getting into. You when things they didn't know what they were getting into. Have reactions. That's true. I think you can only talk about cars for so long on these podcasts, and I'm glad that we don't just talk about cars. For sure. I'm say. Um, oh, I got a recall I have for you guys. Oh, oh I got a recall, recall too. Go for it. Recall it. Oh, okay, uh, Mercedes-Benz E-Class wagon. The sunroof may separate from the adhesive and fly off the car. Ooh. Oh, nice! <laughs> oh, lemon style. Yeah, BWA lemon style. Do that yeah, exactly. If you put a shark fin on your sunroof, <laughs> it may fly off in racing situations. Yeah, I don't feel like they say you have to go to the dealership and they'll inspect it to see if you need the repair. And I don't have any, I mean, I don't have any reason to think I need it. Um, we also don't have a local dealer and famous last words before the sunroof flies off. <laughs> That's one of those tests. They're like, all right, yeah, you don't need it. Then you even look at the car. And, I know, exactly. Yeah. But I can definitely register my car without having to uh, deal with that one. That's super weird. I kind of um, want to say I went through the same exact scenario as Brian went through because stupid Santa Cruz didn't give me the certificate. And I don't remember what the outcome of that was. Like, I think I did have – no, they ended up mailing the certificate to my house. Yeah. Um, because they didn't give it to me when I picked up the car. So they mailed it to my house, and then I had to show it to get to register my car. Crazy. Is this for the TDI? Can you imagine the scenario, dude? It's like, yeah. okay, like you are a or something. W dealership. And a recall comes out where every single owner in the area has to go to your dealership to get it fixed and they need a certificate. Doesn't it seem like in a scenario like that, that you would be like so on the ball, like, you know, exactly what everybody needs. You're pumping these things out and you give everybody their certificate. Like, how did they, two out of two cases, how did they do that? You're also not Santa Cruz Volkswagen where it's a bunch of grease balls like wearing Hawaiian shirts playing cards in the corner when you get there and then like look at you. Um or they it's like so, yeah. they, they like hunt you down and they unroll the thing and hand it to you. Exactly. It, yeah, yeah. They're funny. all doing coke in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also um with your put, certificate, by the way. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. They also didn't put a um was a, a drain plug back on one of our friend's cars and it uh. and, Killed the Excellent. engine within two blocks of them driving out. Sweet. No, it was further than that. <laughs> oh, okay. I think they made it to San Lorenzo Valley. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. That's like one thing that I I always trip out on. Like you know, you're, like with with some of the like a Kia dealership or a Nissan dealership, like trying to go more bottom of the barrel stuff, Mitsubishi, like the personalities and like how and the experience, right? Like you know, I've leased BMWs for years, and like especially San Francisco, it's Ooh. really nice. Like it's, it's, it's super Plans rad. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just, but I mean, it, it really is a thing. Like the Porsche dealership here, they'll pick up your car and like, it's, they're, it's so nice. The, the service Lexus is like excellent. started that gangster shit, right? Exactly. Lexus Donuts too, right? Like, and, like, yeah. Like yeah. it's super nice, like lounges with food and good coffee and like all that shit adds up, right. To the whole ownership experience. And that's why when we talked about uh, Genesis not having their own version of that, it doesn't make any sense as a premium brand. Yeah, like, they're in a they're in a 
a lower tier brand dealership and you're like, yeah, ah, and you're man. catering to a different customer, right? Yeah. Like there, there are expectations there. People are coming from Mercedes or from, from a Lexus and they yes. want that level. Yeah. And you're hanging out with like 400 credit, 400 credit scores. Yeah, cold popcorn. To them. I love how there <laughs> always throws that in. I think there's every episode he's got to throw in a credit score. <laughs> I, didn't know how every I, thought was, I thought Nissan was the, the lowest. Nissan is the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I'm just saying compared. I'm saying Honda, Honda, Hyundai compared to uh, Genesis is definitely a, a gap in credit score. Right. I just I'm surprised to hear that. I guess tying it all back into this, that Jeep is that gnarly. Like I figured Jeep is, is a little. You know, they're not super cheap, right? Like they're like I know the Compass isn't all that hard, but like the, the Grand, they have some. It doesn't have to do with price, dude. Like you is said, it, Genesis is like a key, like. Well, I mean, and Lane and I are talking about the same dealership, basically. Yeah. They're, v, they're VW, Jeep, Dodge, all. Oh, really? it's the, one, the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I ended up. I went to the you one went to Watson, but, I, but I could have gone to the one the in San Diego. It was the same. So, that, yeah. And Watson, how's Watson doing? Are they any better? Typically, they don't even. The, well, they screwed up on my certificate. They didn't give it to me. But they, you know, I'm making this argument that they should be doing these things every day, all day. Yeah. Uh, so they're not. Good but are they doing? Are they doing coke in the corner, or are they friendly? Do they have a I, nice I lounge? Close, I put blinders on. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to be part of it. You don't want to see the coke? <laughs> oh, let, let them do their thing. Is it yes, it. yes, Warren. Yes. <laughs> did you say you had something? You were going to say something like a? Did you have a? Oh yeah, I mean, it, just a super quick, uh, quick killer trivia. Uh, sure. Boiled hot dogs or grilled? Grilled? Are you fucking kidding me? I prefer Dude. my hot dogs hey, boiled. You are an idiot. Boiled? No, he's not an idiot. That's I the classic way boiled. to do it. Yes, yeah, but they're not yes. better. That's like the poor man's yes. way. I, Dude, no, no you maintain the temperature. Dude, 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 hey, hey come over to my come over to my boil on Sunday. <laughs> we have a boil. Exactly. Want to come over and exactly. bring beers? Cart. Just a good New boil. York. Hang around Cart. around this Chicago. Yeah, these guys yes. don't get it. For, get it, Art. For, dude, that is... High five, uh, Brian. Hey, you like hot dogs with casings or without? Dude, uh, I think grilled sausages are one thing, but boiled hot dogs, that's where it's at. It's traditional. It's on the street. That's what you get. Yeah, but it doesn't they mean it's maintain the temperature perfect. It's fine, but it's like... Um, if a grilled hot dog was better, then they would have street vendors grilling those grilled hot dogs. A grilled hot dog is better. They do. They do have fucking hot dogs. Yeah, yeah go to every minute LA. Find me. Grilling Find me. dogs all day. Yeah, every fucking LA dog. And also, every LA at dog. 7-Eleven, the dogs aren't in a fucking water bath spinning. They're on a fucking <laughs> grill. Exactly. That would be kind of nice, actually. It would be so that. gross. Oh, my God. Pulling out a hot dog water, dude. Like fucking Ugh. laundry soup. I, don't pretend like every hot dog conversation you can potentially have is not gross. By the way, oh, hot, hot dog, dog conversations. Hot dog conversations. Yeah. We, we did have a question once. What was it? Brush your teeth? Or no, only use hot dog water or consume hot dog water? Or I forget what the other one was. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Well, we also, we know two people that are down with the hot dog water. That's for sure. I know. Dude, we're not sure, drinking man. the water. Here's one putting me in a weird box. Hot <laughs> dog shaped box. So one uh pro tip is thermos full of boiling water, throw in raw hot dogs, close the lid, take it to your your event of choice, <laughs> throw the hot dogs away and drink the water. <laughs> you just exactly. you put a straw within it. <laughs> I don't know. And then you just leave them. It's like bone broth. How do you <laughs> hot dogs? <laughs> just ghetto bone broth of all time. <laughs>
<laughs> witch's brew or whatever. All right. So then you uh, you bring a, a bag of buns, ketchup, and mustard, and then you just pull those little fucking wet noodles out, throw them in, good to go. Pro you tips. Can do that. You can do that at a Giants game because you can bring food in. They'll let yeah. you bring in a thermos? Yeah. That's oh, good. Shit. Cool. Not maybe the old days. <laughs> you could also yeah. just bring like a... He's got to hide the hot dog in warm, pre-made hot dog and just throw some ketchup and mustard on it. Right? I, I mean, just buy the hot dog there. They're, they're really boiling them up nice. They're like $15 for like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but you want a little grill, Mark. Some, hey, I, I like I like it too, but, you know, it's not... It so, also like turns a different color and... Oh, dude. Like, no, I, I feel like, like I need them seared. I need them to change that nah. color. I need to change from, color. from fleshy pink to more of a brown. No, the, like, the hot dog is invisible, dude. It's covered in stuff. You don't even really get to see it. So, oh, are you saying you put more than mustard and onions on your hot dog? Oh, uh, you're well, no. grilled onions and mustard will cover that puppy up. You put a whole oh, pickle on little there. pun there. Anyone? Huh? Puppy? I don't know yeah. what's happening. All right, hit us with trivia, Brian, you left for a minute there. Right? I did. That was me protesting. Oh, I, I thought that's what that was. <laughs> I, I need to change my icon to like be a protest icon, like <laughs> yeah. a nope. A or, big X. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just so I could do it. I don't, I don't want to hear what Art has to say about his pickles <laughs> on their top. <laughs> okay. How um, do you, Warren? That's so funny. I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm trying to do uh, auction values for trivia today, and I pulled up. That Jaguar that's at Canepa, 1978 yeah. Jaguar XJS Group 44 Trans Am race yeah, car. Rob, Rob Tolius or Bob Tolius or whatever, Group 44. So rad. I'm so rad. Say, like one of my favorite Jaguars of all time. Watching that thing race is like some of the most awesome footage ever. The problem is I pulled up an ad for it and it's RM auctions and stuff. And I'm, I'm like, oh, this is it. And it's, and I look closely, Monterey, August 2013. So this isn't right. gonna any good. But in 2013, it sold for 154, and I think it was like wow. around that, or maybe even less. It's like 130 mm-hmm. or something this last time. But it's at Canepa and uh, Thomas Francis. Tom Francis has some rad pictures on his Instagram. T Fretch, I believe. So go check it out. I don't know what it costs this time around, but uh, let's move on to bring a trailer, shall we? Oh, I was just gonna say I was gonna throw up some bring a trailer stuff. I mean, uh-huh. you're you're getting this uh, music. Misha text, right, Wham? Do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. We got two two auction results just in that Misha text. I don't Misha's know. Misha's on that. a crazy fucking BMW kick. It sure is. He's been <clears> thinking <throat> about it for a very long time, though. That wasn't really revealed. I mean, yeah, but he's. Uh, I think when he gets his mind set on something, especially car wise, he's like very focused. Yeah, he doesn't stop. Um, since I didn't see this result until now, I don't know if you guys did, but did you see just a show of hands or a yes or no, uh, what Joe Otati's Mercedes Benz went for? No, I, I thought it was like at 15 yesterday or something like that. I did okay. say, yeah. Art, you're out. Uh, Brian, right. 1983 Mercedes Benz 300 TD turbo diesel wagon. Um, it is Orient Red over Palomino MB Tex. Refurbished in 2018, 265,000 miles shown, but the car presents very well. And not a stock engine. That engine has about 80,000 miles on it. Right. This is most of the drive. Yeah, and those cars are obviously maybe the most 
well-built, long-lasting cars ever. I'm going to so. say 19. And that car has like Euro headlights and it's been all kind of gone through. It's a, it's a Euro car. Um, but, yeah. but he changed uh, the headlights from when he got it and stuff. They weren't yeah. Euros. They were U.S. when he got the car. French market model. Reported, what is, uh, reported what is his Seattle. username? J. Otati. Okay. But don't look it up. I'm asking you the value. No, I already guessed. I already uh, guessed. 19? 19. Yeah. Lane. 25. Good guess. 29 even. Sold. Uh, Sold. I think Art Sold. said 28 last uh, podcast. I thought 30 was, was where I was at, but um, I felt like, and we talked about it after the fact, that people were freaking out about the mileage. Like, And it's like, it does not fucking matter. <laughs> it's so frustrating, especially no, with that it doesn't car. Matter at all. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. you know, uh, that's one thing. If, if it was half the mileage, it probably would have gone, you know, for 40 or who the hell knows, right? Really? But, Are that, well, yeah. I'm surprised to hear those big numbers. And look especially at, on a high mileage engine replacement car? Yeah, like yeah, you got you got to look at what's out there. They're like what what other cars have gone. Yeah, for. find one that nice, dude. Like, yeah. but I feel like there rare. are examples. I mean, it's hard to find on Craigslist, but, but I feel like I've seen them in a, a few nice spots. Euro like that. Like uh, Jeffrey like Einhorn selling his Mercedes right Buckering, now. The, the the dudes down in uh, yeah, those are like 50, 60 grand. Oh, are they? Those yeah. are super nice. But like that green like you one, could, you could find yeah, one that's yeah. just like a little shabby with like higher mileage on the original engine for like. Six. I don't right. think so. Really? No. Nah, like Jeffrey Einhorn's selling his right now, and it has a couple dents, and you know, not as nice as Joe's. And I think he was asking like eighteen or seventeen. Wow. Uh, and his is on Bringer Trailer right now as well. I don't know what it's at. You know, I think it just started the, <clears throat> the white or cream one. Okay, nineteen eighty four Toyota Supra, five speed. It is red. Over striped gray cloth interior, twenty eight thousand nice. miles shown. Basically, the badass, you know, eighty four Supra. It's got the black wing over the rear Thunder glass. flares. Thunder flares, pop up headlights. Um, what else can I tell you about it? It's all bone stock. It's very, very nice condition. Low mileage. Is very it terracotta? Nice. Does it say the color? Uh, Toyota Super Red. Oh, okay, because terracotta is pretty desirable. It's like it looks kind of like um, you know, ter- like terracotta, like like clay. It's like that yeah. reddish orange. It's this is a nice. Orange. This is a nice red. It's not obnoxious it's, at all. It's like the GTI red, the Mark One GTI red. Oh right, it's, it's not super yeah. orange or it's not. This, like one, is, this one is much more traditional red. So, yeah. what is a perfect uh, eighty-four Supra go for? With manual or auto? Something thousand miles. Twenty-eight thousand miles manual transmission. Manual, okay. Right. Best of the best. 19. Same answer. Uh, I'm going to say 31. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, 16. Lane, 35. Wow. That's got to be record breaking. Well, fucking Civics are getting 30 something. Yeah. This one's really nice. Uh, You could look it up, but uh, 84 Supra. Red, pretty much perfect, $35,000. That's cool to hear, man. I think those cars have been underappreciated for a long time. I mean, kind of. That low mileage, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think 34 is like a better car in every single way. All right, moving on. 
Um, <laughs> this isn't a, uh, well, I don't know. I guess we can use this as a trivia, but this car did not sell. But this is the Porsche 914 that was featured on our Patreon page. If you're not a patron, sign up. You'll get a lot more content that way. And you get to discuss cool cars like this, uh, which is a 1972 Porsche 914 hot rod. Um, I don't know. It's been co- totally gone through. It has a 993 engine and suspension and interior and blah, blah, blah. But And it has GT fender flares. Yeah, and they're um, steel, I think. Uh-huh, they are. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, nice car, not perfect, but it got bid to what number and did not sell? Brian. 62. Right. 55. Um, 70. The seller did not let it go for 103,000. You gotta be kidding me. Well, when you put it on Patreon, it was at 60, right? So, yeah. Oh, I didn't see the holy crap. Did not sell for 103. Wow. Gosh. That's nuts, dude. That's crazy. Because the car, I feel like it's delusional. Well, I'm. Yeah, that's nuts, dude. Yeah, I don't um, know what the reserve must have been. You know, one ten, one twenty, one hundred and fifty. Yeah, huh. yeah. I know, like a con, real nine fourteen six. You know, we'll go for one hundred and twenty, one hundred and thirty. But right, real. Um, yeah, that's yeah. But that's like for a hot rod like that. It seems like that's crazy money. Yeah, um, like especially that one that is more than the sum of its parts. Um. Yeah, that's sold by nine eleven R, which is the dealer up in up in Seattle or Portland. Yeah, yeah. he's always in front of the train stations and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's probably one of the big biggest sellers on Bring a Trailer as far as caliber and and actual quantity. Yeah, Um, no, it looked like a good car. It just like um, aesthetically, it sat really high. I totally agreed with what you were saying. It's like smaller wheels, and I would love to see a rad four cylinder in there, but. I've yeah. also never driven a, a 914.6. So. I'd love to see a uh, um, like a 2.2 S motor or an MFI motor out of that 75 Carrera in it. Right. Like, oh, I think yeah. the 3.6 is just, they're not as like fun of an engine. They're yeah. more like lazy. And, and what about the weight? Weight savings? Not is that it, uh, it's a big not difference. that much. But really? Between a 3.6 and a, and a, I mean, not not really. It's been, I don't know. I, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, all right, another another did not sell a car that we have driven, 2011 Aston. Oh, I saw it. I'm out. I already saw V12 Vantage Carbon Black. People were complaining about the pictures. Oh, they were. Yeah, because the car was dirty, right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's not the pictures' fault. I was just not cleaning it right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> well, it's taking pictures of a dirty car. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian, do you have any guess? Didn't sell. Uh... 85? Yeah, good guess. 77. So 85 might have been the number. It's right there. Yeah. I didn't ask the owner what the reserve was. We should probably check. I'm curious. Yeah. And he put, he put up the, he sold the 2002 also, right? Yeah. Oh, did that sell? Oh, I didn't see if that sold. Me either. I could look real quick. But uh, in the meantime, uh, two more real quick. BMW M3 S14 engine. This is the engine out of an E30 M3. Uh, good compression, yada, yada, yada. It's sitting on a stand, and it is not driving, so hard to really say. But uh, this engine is located in San Francisco, 
Auto Works is the seller. I don't know if you know them, Art, but uh, it's sold. So what is a what is a nice S14 engine cost in California? No training, just the motor. No transmission. Right. Fifteen. And it's complete, by the way. It's got uh, alternator on it and uh, distributor and intake uh, stuff. Long block. I think fifteen is a really good guess. I mean, that's yeah, probably that's right where, where I'm at. I was going to say twelve. Cheaper, eighty-two hundred bucks. Wow, oh, they're going down. Yeah, yeah, that's really cheap. So, there were some comments in there saying that you know it's hard to bid on it because you can't really drive it. It's good. Yeah, uh, yeah mileage like, or anything noted. You know, there isn't on the listing. It seems like they'd have to. I, I'm not looking at the listing, of course. Are they are showing pictures of like the oil pan off and like are they checking no. all the stuff? Like yeah. it seems like you would have to get like a compression or leak down know. test. There is a valve cover off. Um, yeah, valve cover off, and because it's a big difference yeah. if you get an engine that needs a rebuild. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's like how, what indicators are. Well, they said it has good compression, right? So that a lot well, of times they'll check that stuff before they take it out of the car. Actually, there's the pictures are terrible, but there's like a really zoomed in picture <laughs> of the main bearing, and it doesn't look perfect. So maybe that's what kept the value down. But who knows? Uh, damn it! There's lots of questions for Art, and he just disappeared. Yeah, I'm right here. Sorry, I just um, oh. my laptop is down to five percent, and I'm plugging it in with a different uh, charger because that one wasn't charging. You're all right. Uh, you're all right. You're all right. I don't know what the fuck's going on with it. Um, this is related to the car that uh, Misha has been was looking at on Bring a Trailer, which is the 1992 E30 325i Cabriolet M Tech Two Five Speed, so Alpine White. E30 Cabriolet with an M-Tech body kit. Oh, so it's probably not the real one because there was the the real M-Tech car that came with different suspension and different a bunch of other little details. And uh, makes, it says that, that it was the, optioned with the M-Tech appearance package, but no other. Uh, that's an appearance package, yeah. yeah. So those are pretty rare too, though. Super rare, yeah, 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 super super rare. But it's been gone through. It has suspension. It's been gutted for a stereo. It's got white door cards. It's. Uh, just in black seats. Right? Is yeah. it the Lotus interior? The Lotus white? No. Black seats, black door handles, but the panel is white. Huh. It looks very bad. Uh, modern shifter, modern <laughs> stereo, modern oh, man. other touches. White BBSs with a chrome lip. I uh, actually like how those look, Wham. Oh, God. You're on, so on that good. car. Yeah, I thought the car looked pretty good. From the so with, gold, with gold hardware on the BBSs? I don't know about that part. But <laughs> I didn't white, zoom in. White mesh, it, yeah. chrome lips, gold hardware. That's where you're at. Weird choice. Yeah. Um, so this car sold, and uh, I was way off on what I thought it would go for, it, but I also wouldn't pay anywhere near this for this car. Manual it's also, or auto? It's an auto to manual conversion, mm. but it does have low mileage, and it's been serviced, and it has some... It's in good condition for sure, but uh, 119,000 miles shown. Um, so, 92 E30 cab. Art, this is mainly for you because I think Brian and Lane are both aware of the selling price. Oh, really? It sounds like it's 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 way too much for what it is, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, in my opinion. 27 grand. 
Yeah, really good guess. 31 on the dot. That's insane. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. Manual conversion, um, been gutted for a stereo, and they show pictures of it. It's just not like a perfect car in any way. It's um, been molested. Been molested. That's the thing, yeah. Handbrake, uh, shifter, Weird. antenna, yeah. like all the stuff's been changed. Yeah. And so, what is a perfect? What is a perfect M Tech? Not fucked with car. Go for right. That's scary, man. That's it sucks. it sucks. It's over for me. Like I, I want the silver one, which is one of the rarest, not the rarest, and yeah. it's the full M Tech with the M Tech Amarine interior. Manuals are rare as hen's teeth, and um, that's like I don't sixty know. grand. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably. And it's not yeah. worth 60 grand. <laughs> no. No, it's, it's coming, a, that's a lot of money for that car. Coming from an E30 owner right now, it's just like, man, that is, it's crazy. He does have... It's super cool, but that's crazy. The BMW Motorsport valve cover on it, which is really rad. It's got the, like, the script on it, but it's all black with the Motorsport colors. On an M20, huh? Yeah, it's really cool looking. Huh. I don't have seen it before. And the motor's been painted black, which isn't terrible, but still it's like just shows you all these things that have been fucked with. So Right. That's it's really like a surprising. show car or some you know, it, it's very yeah. 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 But, Can you uh, link uh, it? Can you send a link, Wemp, in the chat? Oh yeah. Um it's really can, yeah, it's like things that look would up devalue it on craigslist i have like, it on my desktop art especially when you're looking for that high dollar right it might be yeah it's something that like some people might like and i might give it some good money but not that crazy amount of money where it's like right. the most expensive one ever or you know that's so crazy though yeah i just i don't get it so i, I said like i wouldn't pay over 15 for that car <laughs> so i was i was a little off but yeah i also just not thinking yeah me either Desire, desirable desirability wise it's not there so no just the fact that it has a manual a manual you know auto to manual swap like exactly right there the value like you would think it would be a discount a huge discount on that exactly car. and the door panels and stuff it's like yeah. someone's gone through and ripped those things out and made these weird <laughs> it's just a weird car um, yeah. but then brian was saying it's like so is that worth 15 grand more is the is the auto to manual swap What? Huh? Come again? Yeah. Hello? Okay. Uh, we can hear you. Repeat yourself, uh, Art. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, with the auto to manual, I don't see it as like a detractor. Um, is the concern just because it's an unknown or like, cause no, I feel because like I want a manual version of that car. No, of course. Not detracting compared to a normal a car that came with a manual, it would be worse. So oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's not original. Is, is yeah, we're talking about like this wise. car got like crazy dollars. You would think that would be a discount compared to a car that originally had the manual, you know, right? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I just yeah, think, yeah, I'm uh, seeing it now. It's, yeah, it's uh, a little cheesy. Yeah, it's cheesy. The fucking stupid license plate. Just all that stuff made me think no one's going to want to pay up for this car. But Brian brought up the point you buy a perfect e30 cabriolet for 15 grand yeah and then you put in five to make it you know good suspension yeah. clutch job whatever timing belt and you're dialed like you're Dude, the, the one kevin at autoworks detailing had i think he was selling it for i don't even know what but like eight grand or something yeah. you buy that thing and you do like a couple like dent pro take out a couple whatever it was like really clean original car with a perfect brand new ricardo interior like you do a couple of things to that, you're at 15. 
with doing like suspension and all that stuff and right around her car can you what do you mean so can you buy a new recaro interior front seats and back for that car all the covers and stuff yeah okay i'm just getting recovered but uh he okay so so one thing that i mean i'll go for it i was just gonna say misha's very specific about what he wants of course i don't think he likes metal bumpers and he wants the later taillights which for me i don't even not really a factor Mm-hmm. But, but so, uh, yeah, and it's the whole package too. Like, I think the appearance package is part of it for him. Yeah. Which is, uh, uh, that's a little harder to recreate. Like, I don't know. Do they have? I bet that's unobtaining him. Like, plastic find bumpers. M- you just put like plastic the, bumpers. It's very no, hard to find. No, but the M Tech, like the oh, yeah, stuff. Impossible. Yeah, they're out there, but they're expensive. Yeah. I'm, I've been thing. looking recently and you, right. you have to import them from like Estonia and shit. Like, they're on eBay. Yeah. And, um, and, so, and he's he's also looking at it, you know, when he was looking at it at like 15, he's looking at it as, oh, an M-Tech is rare. It's going to hold value. So it's a better investment yeah. than some other random that I spend 15 on. Which is, stuff. that's another point to make. Yeah. Like if you're paying, you're like, yeah, well, you can get the best whatever non-M-Tech for $15,000 less, but it's always going to be worth $15,000 less. So who cares? Right. Just so, if you have the money, it's just you're parking your money somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and with the benefit of seeing where that auction went, it's like, oh, if it's, if an MTEC's worth 30, then yeah. 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 yeah like yeah. at 15, it was a, gr- it would have been a great buy. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows if that'll be recreated a second time? So, I don't know. So a couple things. Um, I was going to say the wheels are that those are as cheap as they get. Those are shitty ESMs. They're replicas of, of BBSs. They're a single piece, super really? heavy, crappy, wheel not even real BBSs. No, but, um, yeah. and so I was thinking, you think that and immediately you start thinking cheap everything, right? Which is a bad thing, but, oh, yeah. the, but the five speed swap was done by Ryan G motors, motorworks up in Auburn. And they're like E30 specialists that specialize in, and no, I get, I get all that. No, I don't, I mean, and I don't think, and yeah, I don't like, think the five speed wouldn't work well. That's not the point. No, no, it's no. The fact that it would less because it's a convert, yeah, as value, value. Yeah. not as a driver or anything like that. Obviously, yeah, I think it's kind that. of null. Like, I don't think it detracts or adds. Like, it's just because it definitely because detracts. It it definitely detracts, detracts, dude. Compared no, because to a car it's, a, sitting it's a positive thing. It's something that you want. No, no, right? no. no it detracts in my mind. Compared to a car that came stock. With a five-speed, it definitely yes. detracts. If you had two Not cars at an auction... So really? I, I would be the one paying a, a standard price because that's work that I would want to do because they're so rare in a manual that, like... No, I'm saying... Com- I'm two saying cars sitting next to, to each other. Same car. One has an original manual transmission. One has it swapped from a... From a you know, it was an auto, and now it's a manual. The one that came with a manual transmission is worth more than the yeah. other one. Always. No, yes. no question. Okay, yeah. that's, that's the argument. Right? That's the argument. But, Let's talk auto to a converted one next oh, to each well, other. Then, yeah, well, no, of course. Then. We're not even yeah, talking about that's that. That's a different thing. That's, that's what we're talking about. It's a completely different thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like Misha has some money to spend on a car. Do you want the man? He's going to get a manual no matter what. Especially it's if you're looking at it, of an automatic. Especially if you're looking at a car that you're buying for value. Right. You sell it. Like I can sell like, it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Totally. I agree with that. Yeah, when you don't want stories, price, dude. Stories are bad. Like, right. So when you have to say it was soft and all this stuff, you want to buy the one Auburn. that came stock with a manual transmission. Good luck is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, of course. Good for 30 luck. grand, I'm sure you can do it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's not even that yeah. low mileage, really. I don't, I, I really have, do not understand the whole MTech thing. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's a great looking body kit and like, to add that much value to it, one of those cars just seems completely ridiculous to me. It's just rarity. 
Yeah, it's a numbers thing as usual, yeah. And it, I, it I do like it though. I think it looks great. It's more clean and it's not um, obnoxious, you know, in, in the nineties way, it's very subtle. I mean, it just, I think it kind of lacks something though, without having a little bit of a black rub strip or whatever. It's just, it doesn't break it up enough. Well, yeah. Cause it's a car that was built to have all that black stuff. And then they're like, it's almost like looking at those Mercedes from the eighties that are like whited out grills and stuff. You're like, all cars have that now where they're all white but they were made to be like that, right? It's yeah. not like just painted stuff and that kind of gives that same vibe. Yeah, no, exactly. So I, I, I'm looking at the tread. I actually stopped loading it on my laptop because it was getting glitchy here for us on the Zoom call. So I'm pulling it up on my phone, but the only picture that loaded is is the, the whole car. Um, and then I have the video preview and I'm pretty sure those are Sumitomo's. <laughs> And so if you were to buy this car, you'd have to do a ton of stuff to it. I think yeah, they're yeah, Falcon. Yeah. Like all the, all like any, like if you buy a car off of Craigslist for eight to 12 grand, you're going to have to do a few things to it, right? There's going to be something that you're going to need a Guibo or a clutch soon or the brakes, or there's going to be something. Right. And uh, if you're paying high dollar, the only reason you should be doing that is if somebody's done all that stuff. And this just doesn't look like one of those cars. Like you would be replacing these shitty Tomos. Oh my gosh, so dude, that shifter. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thank fucking you. horrible. Thank you. Oh my, I just saw it now. And oh man. Warren, Warren and I were both kind of jumping on to say, uh, uh, should be looking at E36 M3 cabs or E46 M3 cabs. Um, but that's not comparable. He's looking at, he wants well, an E30. I mean, I, that was he before does. we knew that he was so specific on the E30. He's going uh, after like, cause he had an E30 and he wants another yeah. one. That's his whole thing. Well, he I mean, also, his favorite car was an E46 too. Lover Jenna. He has very fond memories. I mean, yeah, but I think it was less like at a less than, yeah. But just think about the value, what you get for 15 grand in an E36 cab. I mean, it's like a really, really nice car and it's super M3. capable. Yeah, M3. Yeah. Um, it just, it's crazy that the values, like we were talking about last time, it's these E30 and the E36, the values are like comparable. <laughs> it's so weird. Just because the E30 started going up like crazy, then all right. of a sudden it gets into yeah. this territory where you're like, oh, well, look at this car that's much better built. Don't you think that a E36 is like kind of moving up and it would be the better place yeah. to park your money? I mean, yeah. I feel like a perfect... Just because it's the M. You get the M badge on there, too. I would yeah. argue with better built, though. I would say an E30 is better built than an E36. It is. An E30 so, is better built. Yeah, it, yeah. it definitely yeah. is better built. It's but built then you look at the suspension standard. design and everything, and it's like, you know, the E30 suspension design in the back exactly. is funky. Yeah, like, what are you going to do? Sure. Like, you're going to have to weld in... Like, Art's talking about his uh, K-Swap build. you got to weld in the adjuster plates and everything, and is that something you're going to do? Like... I guess it depends what he's doing with it, right? You can have, I mean, fun, with stock, you can have fun with a stock E30. It's, not, it's, it's, it's not all about like sure. maximum Gs and stuff like that. No, like, I'm not making those, those arguments. Yeah, about. it's yeah, but it, it, you know there are some. He's buying a cabriolet in the first place, so right exactly. there, like, everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything. which is no, a fun I'm, choice. I li- I support the choice. I like I like I, this idea. I'm all for it, and I'll help him. Like I, I actually didn't know he was seeking one of these because I I love these cars. This is like. I, if I had a, a five car garage, like it would be my fifth car probably, but it would be like, if I had a standard E30, I would love to have also the cab version and it would be one of these. Like I, I especially the, the, the real M tech, which has like 
all these cool little, you know, it's like nerdy shit. It's got a leather wrap center console, you know, like that's really nice. And as I mentioned, one. Yeah. And you get the M ring fabric and they only come um, in like three colors. And then uh, on top of that, you get like, you know, unique like E30 M3 suspension and like all these other things, right. That are just unique to that car. And like, Oh really? It's, it's a pretty cool, a cool package. Um, At the time, the first M tech was more expensive than an E30 M3. Um, Like uh, in, Whatever the year was, and they only did convertibles. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. You can get an MTech package, um, not in the U.S. and Europe. You could, but um, oh, these oh, convertibles were limit, basically limited edition models, and they're super rare. They, they they're only rare. Them. They're more rare than an M3. They are because they were very expensive. You know, yeah. it's like you were, you know, buying a, a special package, kind of a limited edition. So you package. could get a 325 IS MTech one, and it had E30 M3 ish suspension on it yeah but the m20 yeah. motor but the m20 motor that's super interesting so that I, car, didn't, I didn't know this detail this car yeah. sold uh that had the shitty wheels it comes with the bbs's that are white as well so they took those off and put on the three-piece look oh. with gold hardware yeah, put the OEMs would have looked so much better on there. Exactly. We probably would have brought more money. Yeah. <laughs> silly, silly stuff. Um, anyhow, that's a podcast. Yeah. Thanks for awesome. joining us. Um, check out Patreon. Hopefully uh, join us next time. And uh, yeah. Guys got any big plans this weekend? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Rage. 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 Uh, shout out to my son. He's turns four. Holler. Andrew. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice. Big old dude. birthday party. Oh, Drive, yeah. Drive-bys? <laughs> birthday party for one. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll okay. All right. Bye. Yeah. yeah. patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome go check us out on patreon and please become a patron of our podcast it helps us out a lot and you get some cool stuff in return we give you a weekly podcast which we title experts in automotive opinion i think we've done 60 of those so far something like that we also give you exclusive patreon only stickers and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join uh we give discounts and early access to certain events we do like camping while awesome and we give you first crack at our rallies check it out and join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome thank you guys